Hi, Emily. I want to play a game. Oh, I don't. For the past 92 episodes of The Feminine Critique, <laughs> you have not had to talk about the Saw movies, have you? I have But haven't. today, that's all going to change. What do I get to choose between? <laughs> you get to choose between um, talking about Saw 1, 2, and 3, or apparently, I don't know, gouging your eyeballs out? Was it that mm-hmm. miserable for you? No. Okay, good. No. Not eyeball gouge. What, I'm, what I may say... What I will say may shock you. I can't Ooh. talk. Um, I have I have opinions. Okay. Yeah. This so that's ex- what we're covering. This so is one, two, and three. Yeah, we are covering. Um, I had the wonderful or maybe terrible idea to say, "Hey, it's October. Like, let's do something. Like, let's do something big and horror." And because Jigsaw, I think it's just called Jigsaw or Saw Eight or Saw like zero point. I think it's just Jigsaw. I think it's yeah. Jigsaw. Uh, yeah. that's coming out at the end of this month. I'm going to go see it, probably alone, because I don't know if there's anybody that will want to go see it with me. Um, and it made me think, like, you know, I have always meant to... It's been... I, I've seen every Saw film. I saw the last... Other than the first one, I've seen everyone in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a weird affection for this series, because I just think it got so unfairly maligned by the horror community our age and up basically um Mm -hmm. because it was this new thing that wasn't right it wasn't in the style of what like we grew up with and so all these horror fans fucking hate saw and think it ruined horror and i don't get that like i think um the movies aren't great the movies have problems we'll go through a lot of it but that it was kind of fascinating how this this was the thing that redefined horror for that early 21st century if you're looking at like landmarks of horror this took took cinematic horror in a different direction for better and worse um we can talk about all of that so i really wanted to talk about these movies and i really yes. because they're so interconnected more so and i really will challenge anybody to challenge me on this more so than any other horror franchise this is a series where every installment is telling it, is a chapter it of the eats same itself it does it, eat itself. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, it is. I a lot of what you could be you're, you're saying actually, I feel could be said about the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, that's fair. as well. Yeah, but not not obviously. To, it, they don't cannibalize themselves to the degree that this this franchise does. And we've only hit the first three. I know that right. it starts some shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's, and, it's and interesting. Then yeah. It, it leaves no bone unpicked. It is definitely this franchise like definitely in many yeah, ways. Yeah, it it definitely gets everything it could get. Remember that one time a person walked through a hallway? Well, guess what? This is them now, and this is what they. Oh my god! You know, you think that, um, and this is like not really a spoiler, but um, something to think ahead to. That is true, except for part five. Clearly had plans for characters that for whatever reason, they couldn't bring back or didn't bring back. We don't know. There's still a new one. That is fair. And (laughs) I really do believe, yeah, I would not be surprised if part seven or part eight opens and I see a certain actor that I'm like, oh, that's what she was doing there. It'll all make sense. But part five is kind of the one exception to that rule because I think um, the one of, one half of part five, because all these movies have like two halves, basically, where there's two things going on at the same time, typically. Mm-hmm. And part five, one half of that, nothing ever comes back, and that really bugs me as a saw completist, apparently. 
I've seen all of them, but I this is the first time I'm actually like paying attention to what happens in each one, so yeah. I really don't remember five. I look forward to getting back there. Yeah, I'm excited to see if I'm as angry at it as I was the first time I saw it. Hmm. So we have a lot to go over. Before we, do. we get to Saw 1, 2, and 3, um, wanted to give a quick, hey, I'm doing something cool. Uh, so you are doing something cool. I'm Talk about it. Cool. So it's, it will be, this will probably end up getting released like the weekend of the 7th, probably. Um, so this is a week from this week, Friday the 13th. Ooh, we get a Friday the 13th in October, which is always a special thing. Um, and so if you are in the New York area uh and by new york i mean the yonkers area which is new york it's like just up outside of the city area of new york at the alamo draft house i am taking part in another kevin geeks out show and for those who might remember me talking about it last time kevin geeks out is basically um a sort of variety show of sorts on a very specific often geeky topic uh that's hosted by kevin marr who is fantastic and funny and this particular one is all about Stephen King. So it is two hours of people talking about different Stephen Kingness. Uh, and so I will be talking about what else but the miniseries of The Stand. I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it for a good hour. Um, mm-hmm. I only get 10 minutes, but I'm going oh, to no. 10 minutes count. You mean that whole two hours isn't you? <laughs> Thankfully, I talk really fast, so I think I can probably cover a lot in those 10 minutes. Is, um, is anybody else we know going to be talking I, about stuff? I don't think so. Not that I re- recall, um, but I'm bad, and I don't remember because I don't have anything in front of me right now. So I know Kate. Yes. We, I don't think she's participating in this one. And I know John has done something, I believe. Probably. Um, I'm just very excited about this. And if I was there still in that area, I would go in a heartbeat. I, I wish you, your heartbeat could fly you over here for an evening. Mm-hmm. But so anybody in the area, um, it is the Alamo Draft House, 7.30 p.m., which is great because it means you guys can like go to bed by 10 o'clock, which is exciting if you're me. Uh, and Alamo Draft House, Yonkers, again, the information is on our Facebook page. Um, I will post it in there again, and it'd be cool to see anybody. So, And if you go, um, say hello and let me know because that would be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that. With that being said, Christine, aside from Saw 1, Saw 2, and Saw 3, what have you been watching? That's it. I couldn't do anything else now. I watch other stuff. <laughs> Are you doing um, a crazy October <laughs> horror movie a day thing or no? I am, but as I mentioned to you before we hit record, I'm going to be out of town for mm-hmm. a week, and that's really going to F my shit up. I have a spreadsheet and everything. Oh, wow. So I'm really upset. A spreadsheet but... or Google Doc? It's actually a spreadsheet. Mm, see, I, I prefer Google Docs because it auto-saves. I did it in Excel. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I just was feeling Excel-y that day. I like to make pivot tables. but uh, yeah. People love their pivots. Hmm. I love to pivot. So I have a few things on here that are not horror and then some things that are. Okay. Um, I rewatched Atonement, which is a true <gasps> horror for That's me. So good. This is my first rewatch since um, it yeah. made me almost throw up. I did. With- that was back in like episode three or so. Way crying. back crying. Took me that long to revisit it. It's still wonderful. Yep. It's a really great movie. Everybody's really great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I often talk about a movie starring Julianne Moore called The Forgotten. Do you know? Oh my God, one? yes, I do. I so um, I'm. It's crazy I, that movie. I'm obsessed with it. I love movies that that 
I probably say this constantly, that do the, the, the dipsy doodle where oh, yeah. you, you think you're watching a movie and then it turns into a different and movie. And when that movie turns into a different <laughs> movie, it fucking flies into a different movie. Um, so I talk about it constantly and Zach was like, I've never seen it. I'm, I'm, let's just watch it. And I was like, oh, fantastic. I, I love watching this movie. Um, so I got to rewatch that again. It's, I, oh, it's so, is it good? Oh, yeah, I don't think it's maybe. Good. It's, I, I love think, it. Um, it is weird. I mean, it's got a really good cast and she's it's great got, uh, because she's Julianne. Like, she's great good. Cast. It's but it's so just good. weird. You guys, it's about aliens. Like, spoiler alerts about aliens. Because don't you, like, well, I mean, have no idea it's about aliens and all of a sudden, like, somebody look, just gets sucked up by aliens in the middle of a conversation? If the people don't know that it's about aliens, then they need to watch it so that they can see that so it's that about aliens. aliens. Also, uh, it's very old. Two, is it 2011? Maybe not. No, 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 but 2008 or so, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. It's, I mean, um, what is your definition of old? Jeez. Well, I mean, it's been a year uh, older, can't... Missy. I can't spoil this movie because it's been out for oh, maybe 10 years. Okay. But even knowing that I said that, you should watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Everybody I had to get should. it from the library. I don't yeah. think it was streaming anywhere. We should come um, one day. It's so weird. It's bizarre. It. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, you watch it and it's a studio film. It's got pretty big people in it. And oh. you just really keep shaking your head wondering, like, what, how did this happen? Like, how did this... Like, it feels like a Nicolas Cage movie in a way, but it's not. It's, oh, I love it. I could yeah. talk about it for a million years. Yep, yep. Um, uh, I've never seen House on Sorority Row, so we watched that. That's on Amazon Prime. I get that confused with um, another movie that's really similar. Uh, what's the movie I get confused House on Sorority Row is with the Jester Killer? Well, I think at the end he's wearing that that okay. jester thing. Spoiler, like everybody! Oh, Sorry, guys. I feel like that's part of the cover art. Um, oh, the cover art that I have seen on Amazon, and that's really the only one I'm familiar with right now, is of the the woman, like kind of, I guess maybe on the bed with like curtains behind her, okay. kind of like kneeling, clutching her chest area. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yep. I d- I really didn't paint a good visual picture there, but I had never seen it, and it's one that people t- mention yep but it's it's in that genre of like um hey there's somebody in this house you guys yeah 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 which, you <laughs> which is like which is such a thing i never realized <laughs> how many there are people oh no somebody's in the wall somebody's in the attic somebody's here and we don't know it it's it's actually turning into a genre that i really like um there's People in it that you will recognize. Uh, which Kristen Demera from Days of Our Lives, I believe. Is yes! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, I screamed so loud. Thank <laughs> well, you. Exciting. I, you were justified. I saw her and I said, holy shit, she's from Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, took girl. me two seconds. I had to look up her name, but it, I, she like, it like triggered something in my brain. Like yeah. I immediately knew. She's so great in it. <laughs> she's bitchy, she's- right? Oh boy, yeah. is she ever overacting? Nice. It's wonderful. I need to revisit that. I think I liked it. That's the one where like there's a body in the pool for a really long yes! time. Yeah, 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 I like that one. It's and there's like weird music in it. There's like a, a weird band. It's it's wonderful and interesting. I had some really good luck with things I had never seen. Good. Good um, so I rewatched Joyride because <laughs> I'm obsessed with that movie. Why not? Uh, got that from the library too. Um. We have you watched um, the Netflix 
uh, movie that What Happened to Monday? I have not. What is it's vaguely uh, familiar? But what is it? What is her n- not Rooney Mara? The other Dragon Mara? Tattoo. No, the other. Um, oh, Numi Rapace. There we go. Numi Rapace, as I everything... would call her. Yes, it's that movie where she's seven different people. Okay. Ooh, Glenn Close, Willem Dafoe. What a cast. It, I there were some things that weren't great about it, okay. but it's it's a it's a recommend from me because mm-hmm. there was a lot of interesting things. Um, I watch Orphan Black. I don't know if you're familiar not, with that show. My mother loves it. I have not given it a go. It's really great. So that's a show where where an actress is playing multiple different characters, and you forget sometimes that they're not that they're the same actress like okay I, I forget that it's all this one woman doing this um this movie did that a few times not to such a great degree but like you did occasionally forget they were all numi rapace like because she, she there was interesting they did interesting stuff with it so i recommend it if you want to take a look at it um it, it was it's cool it's okay. a little by the books but you know whatever um, oh, there's Saw. Um, <laughs> so I, I had never seen Highlander. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember watching Highlander just so I could watch Highlander two because I'd heard such crazy things about it. But then I ended up with like the like the good quote unquote cut of Highlander two where it's fixed, and I was kind of annoyed that I even went through the whole thing. So I, we watched Highlander. I was not impressed sorry everyone I just remember being bored i don't remember a single thing about it other than clancy brown clancy. unless he's in part two clancy 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 yeah. nope it's all clancy okay um so zach was like now it's time for the second one and i was like no i don't want to watch the second one this i was not into this it didn't make any sense yeah. i why did they cast sean connery <laughs> His character wasn't even Scottish. <laughs> a lot of other people's accents weren't good. And then you have this, this I don't know, it was a whole thing. Um, I couldn't get over the logistics of it. <laughs> yep. So did you watch part two or no? No. <laughs> I'm uh, Right now I'm abstaining from that. There's plenty of time for people to watch that on their own. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it because, I mean, it's one of those things that gets referenced. It's very like, referenced, yeah. Like, there can be only one. Like, yeah, I know the only I, thing you need to know about it, though, in the end. <laughs> He said the first time he said it, or it got said, I was like, "So we're done here." So like, okay, I get it. I, I get the reference. We're good. <laughs> this is it. Um, but Clancy was great in of it. He's he always awesome. Always. Um, I went to the theater and saw it. What did you think? It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned for the for the next one with the adults. Okay. Is the thing that worked the best for me was the kids. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So I worry for it if mm-hmm. it's not filled with these amazing likable wonderful charismatic people like what's what what is it going to be like you know yeah i think that's a fair worry it wasn't particularly i know everybody's saying it wasn't scary but it wasn't really even that jump scary to me which not every movie has to be but also it was just i don't know there was the the back end was a little long yeah i'd agree it felt like it kind of like was coming to a natural conclusion and then it was like oh no wait we're gonna go do some other stuff it does a big kind of third act start where the movie it feels like stuff is over and then I, I and I even remember actually looking at my watch and thinking is is that where it's ending and then realizing oh no it's probably needs another like 45 minutes yeah it would have been a tight little movie yeah, right? was, but I mean I did I definitely would go see the other one I yeah, preferred this to the miniseries me already too. me as well um but 
I don't know. I, I I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I guess. Too. Um, I now starts my four movies that I've watched so far for Octubre. Um, that's October in Spanish. Oh, uh, really? I've I watched Demons. Ah, I've seen it once. See? I enjoyed it. It was good. It's fun. I liked it. Um, it was it was a movie that I would watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things are there about it? I think it's streaming on Amazon. Okay. Most importantly, did you watch Demons too? Not yet. Okay. Um, but I plan to. You should. Yeah. I would like to watch them. Those demons movies because there's a three, right? I think two. Yeah. One this... is not in the movie theater, right? Two is in the movie theater. No, one's in the movie oh, theater. One's in the movie theater. Okay, then I don't know. Have movie I seen theater two? Too. I don't remember. One, the, like the, so, it's cool. It's really interesting. It does. When Zach and I were watching it, I, I what I observed was it hits a lot of things. Like it's a movie within a movie. Mm-hmm. It's you know, got like weird weird monsters it's got like a cool fake out ending it, it hits a lot of interesting genre stuff like when somebody says hey everybody i'm trying to think of a bunch of movies that all do blah like it seems to hit on a lot yeah, of yeah it's, it's like designed to be included in montages of other things about movies yeah but like in and i and i really liked it um it, it was good i followed it up with prom night which, which mm-hmm. okay, what'd you think? I would said I've liked, but now I can't remember. It's not that good. Prom Night is memorable, I think, for a few things, but only one of them is for actually, like, for anything good. It's memorable because, hey, it's Leslie Nielsen. B, oh, okay. it's, <laughs> it's Jamie Lee Curtis disco dancing. Yes. Um, It has a great title because, oh, Prom Night. Great. Yeah, let's do a slash show Prom Night. Yeah. And it has one, like, genuinely good, well-staged chase sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one stalking sequence that's like, oh, this is, this is a, this would have been a well-made film if the movie was, was like this. But that aside, it's just not that good, I think. I think it's kind of thank you for Thank you for jogging my memory. That's the problem. <laughs> there are, because I couldn't remember what happened in it. And it, that might make sense in a couple seconds when I tell you my other movies. Um, I liked things about it, but there was too much that was, was very uh, droll, boring, like, yeah. Milk it has a weird tone, if you will. Like, it's not fun. There's something no. about it that's very... And I guess it's kind of early in the slasher cycle, yeah. right? It's like 82 yeah. or something? It's, like, I, it's, I, wanted, I almost said 80 or 81. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. I don't have it up in front of like, me. It's, but it's early Friday the 13th, so the body count's lower. Body and count's I wonder if low. that's a factor. Like, it just... It feels like it, it's missing a spark. And then, yeah. oh, girl, have you watched two? Well... <gasps> Um, so I, 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 I watched the second one because I know people say that the second one is great, or at least it's something people it's, talk I mean, about. It's the totally one. different, but I love it. Um, so what's fun is I, I'm, I'm a weirdo. And even though if people say, well, the second one has nothing to do with the first one, I will want to watch the first one oh, first. I think that's reasonable. But there's a callback line that's in both of them. Ah. Which is really fun, and I would have never noticed if I didn't watch them both. At one point, a character says, it's not who you come with, it's who you leave with. (laughs) And I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was in both movies. The second one is amazing. It's fantastic. I mean, this is the episode where we cover my Honestly, it's a bananas movie. I just wish wish it was turned up even more. I wish it was just even more off the rails. Because it is... Yeah, Michael Ironside's in it, and Mm -hmm. he's... 
wonderful. But and it, it's just so bitchy and wonderful. Yep. And I just wish it was even more. There's weird incest stuff. There is. That there's a there's an upsetting horse in it. I was gonna say like there's a unicorn statue that I remember very fondly. It's it's disturbing. There's a lot of things going on in this, and there are a lot of things I can honestly say I've never seen in another movie. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched three it, and four? I have not. No. Okay. No. And we're not sure if we're going to go back and revisit. Like, I don't know if we need to stay, stick with that franchise for, like, like a business week. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe I've spent enough time there. Because last night we watched Prom Night 2008, the, the new Prom How Night. How is it? I don't think I – I feel like I saw parts of that. Idris Elba is in it, isn't he? Yes! Okay. So I thought I had seen it, but I think I was thinking of another – slasher remake that was sure. around the same time that was super there pg-13 were there were there many. were so i had never seen it so i was like oh i saw this we don't have to rewatch it i don't remember liking it so then zach hit the trailer option on amazon and i was like oh, i don't Brittany snows in this i don't think i've ever yeah. seen this and then it like all of a sudden idris is there and i almost choked to death i inhaled so hard <laughs> i was like oh, i've definitely never seen this so and isn't there like she's abused or like she was stalked previously well yeah, her teacher. That was it. Like, yeah, I knew there was, like, a really yeah. weird subplot to it. Yeah, and her teacher is that guy from that thing you do. Um, <laughs> Colin Hanks? That, no, not Colin Hanks. The, the other dude, I guess. Tom Zach Hanks? Kept saying, he's the guy He's the guy that broke his arm. Um, I haven't seen that thing you do in a long time. I don't know though, that I've ever seen that thing he, you do. It's pretty good. Um, but, so it's this no movie, problem, I can't remake, say but... that. I can't say that if you, for, also, it's not a remake. It's not a remake of either movie. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a just slasher on set on prom night. Yeah. Um. So it's. I'll, I'll say some things. It had some characters that I thought were okay. I felt upset when a couple people died. Um. I thought Idris was amazing. He did a great job. He was overacting, so <laughs> wonderfully, yeah. and it was really on display because everyone else was very subdued. <laughs> I love it. Um. But I don't know. I I can't say that I recommend it, but if you're looking for something like mid to late 2000s yeah. that is very of that time and in the horror genre, then yeah. it wasn't a complete waste of time. But I definitely was like, oh, should I file my nails? <laughs> like, like not a hundred percent committed to it. Is that and that's it? That's it. Oh well, that's okay. it. All right. I had a tiny list. All right. I'm excited to hear what else you watch for October. I can't wait. I'm I'm feeling very committed because last year I had said I'm going to do it and I went through my Twitter and I use a hashtag so I can I track what this. I yeah. watch. So I went through and I saw all of last year's and I was going along at like a nice steady click. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zach's like, wait for it. It's going to stop. And I said, I don't remember that. Um, all of a sudden, um, day 16, and I, all I put was <laughs> this fucking debate. And I think that's what, what broke oh. me. I stopped because of that GD yeah. election. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know if you have like the memories thing on Facebook where you look at where it's like on this day, last year. Um, it's, I'm at that time now where it's getting really depressing because it's all the election stuff yep. in my yep. memories. And like, you look at something and it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I told everybody, um, uh, you know, what their choices were and how, oh really? You, this is the lesser of two evils. Like, yeah, it's at that point where it's um hard. So yeah. yeah, so apparently it affected me 
so much that I couldn't watch horror movies, which is honestly a crime. Right. I, I'm i very upset about it. So I'm going to try to not let the horrors of the real world. Because <laughs> oh, it's nothing... not like we have any this year, Christine. But it's like, I can't. I People are like, I feel really weird posting this silly thing because there's so much going on. We would yeah. never do anything ever if we Fair. adhered to that. Of course, yeah. <laughs> So, like, watch your fucking horror movies, post your stupid shit, because this is just what's happening right now, and we just have to find a, strike a balance between the two, I guess. And for many people, like, I remember hearing, so I got a podcast that I listened to that made a really good point one day, where they were, like, going through something similar, and, like, it's, it's a, it's, um, like, a fashion and, like, TV podcast, and they Mm -hmm. were saying how, like, you know, you feel so powerless, you feel like stuff's going on, and you're not doing anything to help, but you know what, putting out whatever you're putting out, like, there are people that are doing stuff that sometimes need a break. Yeah. And so they listen to your podcast. Um, you know, there's a doctor saving lives who maybe eases, you know, 10 minutes of his life by reading a blog post or, or see, or liking something cute that you wrote. Like, you know, those are, it's, it, these are real things where like, Hey, you post whatever you want. It's, you know, it's your life and mm-hmm. express what you want to express and know that, you know, maybe what something that you say actually has a positive effect that you might never know about. So. Yep. Yeah. All Too right. true. Yeah. So what I have been watching, I have a, I have an interesting list. I think. Oh, I, I can't wait. Really Are you doing in. horror movies? I'm. I just never can do. I mean, I'm always doing horror movies. I know. Like, <laughs> it's like you know, it, it's kind. I'm trying to think of like the equivalent, but I like to think. I guess it would be like Santa Claus or an elf. You know, in September, like. Uh, you were excited by something I was saying. I don't know what it was. You don't know what it was, but it ended with my cat jumping off of my lap and unplugging my microphone and causing havoc. I'm sorry that that happened. I think I asked if you were doing specific. Oh right, um, right, and I said, and you were going to make a joke about Santa and an elf, and I, and then it just went <laughs> off the rails. I, you know, I wish I had a better joke. No, it was just my point that, like, to me, it's always October because I'm always watching horror movies. So October oh, is, like, kind of cool because then, like, everybody's doing it. So it makes mm-hmm. me feel it's fun because you get to talk to people that you might not talk to as much about things that you really like to talk about. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, but no, I made I... a no horror movie rule the week r- rolling in, which is probably one of the reasons why I watched Atonement. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I was just like cleansing it. Like, let's get real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get to the point where I really want it. Um, yep. I'll probably watch Halloween three at some point this month because I usually oh, do that. Lovely. Um, I'm really excited. I haven't watched it yet, but I just got my Blu-ray edition of the new Child's uh, new Chucky movie. <gasps> I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah, it's I, gonna be it's my Sunday night viewing. I told Brandon, I'm like, on, on Sunday we're watching we're watching this movie. He's like, oh, oh, okay. I don't know whether I should like rent it from Amazon or find it uncut, or if I should just do it on well, Netflix. Again, what I've heard is that the the Netflix cut is cut. It's a rated cut. It's it has stuff. It does not have everything. Uh, yeah. I know there is a post credit sequence that is not in the Netflix cut, um, and that's. I mean, I. I, that is my favorite franchise. I have seen everyone that I could in the theaters. Uh, I was so upset when the last one didn't come to theaters because yeah. it broke my franchise record of being able to do that. So I'm fully committed to giving Don Mancini my money and whatever else he needs of me. Uh, yep. So I was happy to buy it and add it to my collection because I have like the complete collection, so I'd have to get it anyway. Um, but I haven't watched it yet. I've heard great things. I'm really excited. But I'm I'm excited too. I hope I hope you love it. Yeah. 
I'll talk about it next time. That franchise has some high highs and some middling lows, but it's never been terrible in my opinion. it has not. No, the worst of the movies is still pretty good. Still decent. Yep. And the best of them is fantastic. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right. So what have I been watching? I watched um, a movie recommended to us or recommended to me by one of our listeners. And this Mm -hmm. was Tag which is on Netflix. It is a Japanese movie by Sion Sono. I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. But it is the guy who did Suicide Club and Love Exposure and Cold Fish. Okay. Now, I really like his stuff. I find him fascinating. Yeah. Um, so And, like, my only downside to him is sometimes his movies are really long. And even when they're long, they're really good. It's just I haven't watched, I think, Tokyo Tribe is his and I haven't watched it yet because it's three hours and I'm waiting till I find that time. But this is like under 90 minutes. I have no idea how to describe this movie. It is bizarre and wonderful. Um, it is, it starts off, you kind of think like you're getting Battle Royale. Like it's a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, Japanese schoolgirls on a bus and the bus gets into an accident and everybody dies brutally except for this one girl who starts walking away and then crazy wind comes and keeps killing people around her and it's clearly funny um but you have no idea what's going on and it's very it's nightmarish but with a really great sense of humor uh-huh. um and it keeps changing as it goes and it's hard to say anything without give without not giving anything away because this isn't a movie in a way that you could spoil um if it is closer i think to suicide club than a lot of his other stuff where it's that Mm -hmm. weird black humor that has all this philosophical stuff underlying it uh i think it might be about um you know how men treat women i think it might be about identity like i think it's about a thousand things and i don't know what and Mm -hmm. i'm like i can't wait like in a year i'm gonna watch this again and maybe i'll see it differently but it's really fun it's violent it's funny it's strange and i it would almost be my like total Netflix recommend that I meant to kind of do too, but um, you'll see why I have a different one for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's really good and really enjoyable. So I recommend people watch this tag on hmm. Netflix. That sounds good. Yeah. I think I would like it. You, I think you should totally give it a go. Or maybe like we can, you can like wait three months and I'll watch it again and we can cover it. Cause I think it'd be really fun to talk about. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Okay, um, I watched. Now I listened to you, and you're gonna hear that uh, later on as well. Um, <laughs> so when you say like you don't like, you really didn't like a movie. I I take I sometimes you that's watch gonna, it. <laughs> so most of the time, like I will just I'm like, oh, Christine didn't like that. I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll pass it over. But this movie, I'm like, you know, I'm really curious about it. And <laughs> what is it? It's Sausage Party. I hated it so much. Yeah, I was just like, it was on Netflix and it was downloadable. And I was like commuting to where I didn't have full mind space. So I didn't want to watch something like challenging. But I'm like, "Ah." you have to split it usually, right? Yeah. And so I figured I'm like, this is what I could split. Like, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Um, And I was just curious. And, you know, I can see why. Yeah. I really wish that movie was an ounce as funny as the people making it thought it was. Yep. I told you, I I almost left. We almost left. Yeah. That's how how much I disliked it from the beginning. And I I don't feel like I have to qualify this, but I do not have like some like reserved sense of humor. Like 
I laugh at gross things. Right. I can like it doesn't I'm not like offended by it. It just wasn't funny. It wasn't good enough to be offensive. Like it goes yes. for every <laughs> it goes for the easiest jokes imaginable. Like oh, here's the Jewish food. Here's the Jewish bagel and he's really Jewish. Oh, here's the Middle Eastern falafel and he's really Middle Eastern. And it, it like and there's a way to do that where it's funny. Yeah. But this movie, it, like this movie was written by people who were stoned who thought it was really funny when they were writing it and said like, "Oh my god, talking food. Like, how funny is that?" And if all the food was like totally like it's ethnicity, like, yeah, you know what? That's kind of a funny idea if you're high. I, I that would be f- I mean, I was okay with the concept of it. I went and paid yeah. money to see it, you know? And that's why I watched it. I'm like, you know, I just have to see how they did this. Like, I'm yeah. really curious cuz there's so many possibilities you can do with it. And like to their credit, like they like they really, you know, they got high and walked into a supermarket and probably like spent an hour recording what they what they thought, and then that was their movie. They never mm-hmm. got sober and went back and edited it into anything smart. Like it's yeah, it's just not good. It's yeah. it's it's lazy and bizarre in how lazy it is i guess yep yeah uh, all right so on hbo go um watched a few things um i was like in a weird mood where i really couldn't decide what kind of movie i watch i wanted to watch and i knew i didn't want like a real horror movie maybe because that same thing it didn't feel like october yet um mm-hmm. but i anyway i ended up watching like a 1992 thriller starring goldie hawn and john hurd called deceived <laughs> I've I've not heard of it. Um, I remember when it came out. I think I remember like my sister renting it from the video store. Uh, this would have been made like for Lifetime today. It's a Lifetime movie on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Goldie Hawn uh, is an art dealer. She meets John Hurd, who is like an antique art dealer. They fall in love. They have a kid. It's five years later. He dies. And all of a sudden, when she goes to collect his social security, she finds out he's not who he says he was. And he was basically, like, a con man, but a con man who would, like, live with a woman for five years and, you know, like, father a child. That's a long con. It, yeah. like, it really was a long con when you think about, like, how often he had to be doing this. Um, so it's it's not very good. There's a few random people who show up that you're like, oh, look at look who that is. Uh, and it kind of has a bonkers, action-y ending that is stupid and makes no sense and was almost worth watching it just for that. Mm-hmm. Um I, I can't recommend it to anybody unless you wanted to see, like, Goldie Hawn in a dramatic performance. And she's fine, but it's just not that good. What uh, a strange choice. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it was one of those, like, it's the danger, and we all go through this, any of us with streaming in front of us. Like, it's the danger of choices get so exciting that, like, you yeah. realize you spent 20 minutes choosing something. And you get to the point where you're like, oh, God, I don't want to waste any more time looking at movies. Let me watch a movie. So you end up watching Deceived, if you're me. You pick Mr. Brooks. <laughs> exactly. And then yes. you get 40 minutes into Mr. Brooks and you say, Christine, go to bed. You don't need this. <laughs> yes. This is not a choice. Yeah. Um, a different experience was I queued up a movie I'd been meaning to watch since it came out, was waiting for the right time, and that is last year's Nocturnal Animals. <gasps> what did you think? I really liked this. I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, it, I watched it. This was when my husband was away. He was in family, so I was like a home alone. And this was my Friday night, like home alone movie. And 
it was one of those like I I don't remember my dreams, but I know I had really unsettling dreams after this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think another part of that is it's very much about like like I didn't think I didn't realize it when I was watching it, but like it's about a woman who's home alone for the weekend and going into this deep dark world of this man she loved and I was like, "Whoa, weird timing to do that." Yep. Um I mean, everyone's great in it, and Michael Shannon's in it, so automatically that makes it really good. Yeah, I wish he was in it more. Oh, God, yes. Uh, he should have played all the parts, really. I know. Like, he could have. And it could have been a totally <laughs> different movie, but it would have worked. It's so beautiful, that movie. Uh, yes. Now, I have not seen, was it a simple man or a single man? His single movie. man. Okay. So it's Tom Ford, who's a fashion, I mean, started and is still a fashion designer, and I don't know if a single man had that same attention to look. but I've only seen it once. I believe it did. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, watching this movie, I was just, like, hypnotized by how yep. it, like, every visual choice. And it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't um, distracting. It wasn't like, oh, my God, look at, look at how good Amy Adams looks in that dress. Like, I thought that for a moment, but then I was just kind of sucked into the world he creates is really stunning. Yep. Um, and again, I haven't really worked through all of what it was saying. And there was even a part of me that was like, is this movie kind of attacking women for certain choices they might make? Like, is it kind of making a judgment on that? And I, if it is, if it was, I kind of didn't care because even if I didn't agree with that morally, like, I, this movie, like, I wanted to get lost inside of this movie and then, like, have somebody pull me out of it. I I agree completely. There's a lot going on. I, when I was still writing about movies for websites, um, I almost just said something really crappy. I'll just ping it to you instead and not Ooh. say it out loud. But when I was still, <laughs> still writing for movie about movies for websites, I wrote about this. And for me, what I found super interesting was that, like, she was it's about her reading the book that this person has written and we don't really know the intention of the story because we are only viewing it through her interpretation of it so my interpretation of that was that she was all the characters so like you know then there's interesting casting in it but that like she was she was even though jake gyllenhaal right it's jake gyllenhaal Gyllenhaal, yeah even though he was both her husband and in, in in the man in the book, the protagonist in the right, book, right. I viewed it as that she projected herself into the protagonist, mm-hmm. so that was actually her and not him. Ooh, okay. So that's how I kind of read it, and that adds a different thing to the whole like loss and yeah. choices and stuff. Um, I definitely would like to watch it again because there's so much going on. Yeah, and that's one that I think you could go back into it with like, we always talk about this, when you go back and you watch a movie to read it a certain way. You watch it to say, okay, this time I'm going to watch it th- and with that in mind. With, is is Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Shannon and every character, and, and the bad guys, are they Amy Adams in, in, this, in this telling of this viewing that I'm watching? Mm-hmm. And I think you would end up with a different interpretation and a different, you know, different feelings. Um, yeah, this is another one that, like, we should cover down the line, because I think there's a lot to unravel in it. Yeah. And it was one, like, the initial viewing for me was just very much watching it. Um, yeah, there's too much going on. You can't... Yeah, you, can, you can't... You can't do it all No, not, not on first viewing, but it's a movie that also be... And I love a movie like this where it's so sparse 
that it also really stays both really open, but also like forces you to really, you know, kind of delve into it because you're not distracted by little things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie has like the best jump scare of a movie I've seen in a while. And I didn't like, and this isn't a horror movie by any means. Like it's kind of, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, but there was one moment and I had ordered dinner that night and I paused it and I, my, you know, my doorbell rang. I got my dinner. Um, I sat down with my sushi. I pressed play. And as soon as I pressed play, the jump scare happened. Oh no. And I really like, <laughs> on one hand, it was not the right way to do that typically. On the other hand, it was probably even more effective because I was so out of my mind at that moment. Um, so yeah, if, if though, if you guys haven't seen it, you really should, uh, to our listeners. And again, like six months from now, let's cover it. Let's pair it with tag. There we go. I would love to watch it. Again. That would actually be a weird, appro- weirdly appropriate billing too. I'm Remember. writing this down so I don't forget. Okay. I'm going to send myself a calendar thingy so that like, you know, sometime in like April, I get a message telling me tag nocturnal animals, and I'm gonna have no idea what that means. But um, <laughs> like you're thinking you're gonna be playing tag. I with run outside and find like a skunk. I'm like, you're it. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Um, all right, what else did I watch on Netflix? A movie that a lot of people have been watching, um, Little Evil. Oh, okay, yeah, it's on our October list. But I, I like as like a maybe we need something lighter. Yeah, so it, what and it is like it's it's cute. It's um. It's, I think, the guys that did Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, I think, is behind Yeah, I it. think so. I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah, it's, I don't think it's quite as good as Tucker and Dale, but it's, it's fun. If you like Adam Scott, if you like, um... I do. Yeah, like, it's, it's him doing his Adam Scott thing. He's very funny. Uh, it's, it's essentially sort of like a comedic retelling of The Omen, basically. Um, a lot of, a lot of it's really funny. Bridget Everett's there, and she's fantastic. Um... There are two people I didn't know were in it, and they show up, and I got really excited. And I don't know if I want to tell you, because I don't know if <gasps> don't, you know. Don't, don't. Okay. I don't think I know. All right. There, there's, like, two people that just show up, and I was like, is that? And then somebody else here, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's. So it's got a good cast. Oh. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I'm excited about that. Okay. Um, let's see. A few more on my Netflix DVD of the month, which is what it turns into, because you get the disc and you sit on it for a month. Um, yep. <laughs> but a movie that had been on my list forever that I'd never gotten around to, and this was The City of Lost Children by the guy who did Amelie and Alien Yeah, 4. yeah. I saw it a long time ago, only once. I re- remember liking it, but I, I was definitely a different film fan then. Mm, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it was one of those, like, I... I it's sometimes, and this is the problem I think with the Netflix discs somehow, is that I feel like I can never find the right time and end place to watch them. Because this is a zany, um, weird, kind of Brazilian, like the movie Brazil, only I don't like Brazil and I like this movie. Yeah. But like that kind of movie where it's surreal, it's crazy, it's kind of fairy tale like. Uh, Ron Perlman speaks French the entire time, it's great. And I did enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I think I just, I couldn't, like, invest myself in it the way I wanted to. And I don't think it was the movie's fault. I think it was mine. So, again, recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, just a couple of documentaries. Um, Room 237. Because it was oh, going what did off you think? of Netflix. Um, yeah, not particularly. Didn't yeah. love it. Um things what's funny is this movie um uses footage from demons oh whenever they would show like the people in the movie theater from demons um okay 
Yeah, this was one like I I love The Shining, um, and I'm I like the idea of you know, hey, somebody has a crazy theory about it. Sure, I'll hear that. And some of the theories I think were interesting, but uh, maybe because by this point I've heard most of them, they didn't. There was nothing. I didn't walk out of that movie saying like, oh yeah, it's got to be about this or this guy was right. Like, no, like some people have like interesting ideas, and then some people are really committed and sound crazy. Um, and then one guy, I, 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 I kind of like the way this movie was done, where it's just somebody talking and they're, you know, the See, filmmakers. See, that's are like, what I didn't like. Yeah, well, the problem I had because with that... Because I got so confused. Well, yeah, I, it would have been better if, A, they kept, like, a placard of whoever was talking the entire time. That's all I wanted. Yeah, like that with a maybe, like, name of their theory or something, like the Native American story. Mm-hmm. Like, something so that, like, oh, right, right, this is the guy talking about that. The other problem I had with that is if this is your movie, if your movie is somebody essentially narrating their theory... Can you please not get somebody who, uh, uh, you know, because, um, yeah, yeah, that theory. Uh, oh, hang on. My kid's crying in the back. I don't want to hear, yeah. like, a shitty podcaster as a movie. And I'm not saying I'm a great podcaster. I got my ums. I got my, my cat just peed on something. Hang on. But I'm not making a movie. <laughs> and there was one guy. You really sold that. I couldn't tell if that actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> Uh, I had the subtitles on when I watched it because I usually like that. It's easier just from, you know, in general, I'm watching yeah. it on a bus. I got kids crying, all that stuff. Um, I had to turn the subtitles off because this guy was stammering so much. And I'm not like, I don't mean to speak down to somebody who has, who isn't a good speaker, but edit that shit for a movie because I, it was like driving me crazy to listen to. I almost just fast forwarded through his part, but mm-hmm. how would I have known when his part was over if the movie didn't give me a placard? That, that's what I, I mean, I can watch a lot of stuff about The Shining and be entertained and be fine, but that's what really did it for me is that I could, I could never figure out who was talking yeah. and I started to, it started to make me lose focus. Yep, yep. And I mean, some people were more interesting than others. And again, I couldn't fast yeah. forward through them because I didn't know who they were. Um, okay, I watched a documentary called Embrace on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So this is a documentary that um, this uh, woman made basically about, like, female body image and how, like, what is wrong with women today who just mm-hmm. hate that, like, this culture of why do we hate ourselves? Why are we always trying to improve ourselves? So it's her kind of exploring that. And what she does, it's it's pretty interesting, is, like, she talks to she talks to like Ricky Lake is um interviewed in there a couple of other people that you'd recognize and also women who um have something that is would make them very like uh conventionally unattractive um Mm -hmm. so you know a woman who had been like her entire body burned in a fire uh who's become kind of an activist just for you know kind of confidence and stuff um a woman who has like facial hair to the part where she just has a full out beard because she kind of gave up on any on dealing with it and is now kind of owning that and saying this is what makes me who I am and I love it. Um so I enjoyed this a lot. It's uh it's it's very feel good. It's very um I think depending mm-hmm. on where you stand on this issue, you're going to find yourself feeling very emotionally invested or you're just going to be like I don't I don't, you know, yeah, I get it. It's fine. Um, but I found it kind of inspiring. A lot of the women are like genuinely inspiring where you're, you, you know, you see these women who say, look, I spent years hating myself and I've decided I don't want to do that anymore. 
Um, so I'd recommend it. I mm-hmm. think it's uh, I think it had a lot of merit. Um, okay. Did two, you say it was on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Embrace. Okay. All right. So two more. Okay. One is was a really cute like little fifty minute documentary that was called The Lion in Your Living Room, and it's all about how cats are related to like wild cats and like why they do what they do. So it's cute, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, little kittens in there. So it's cute. Also, well, I like that. Yeah, you, I think you would like it. It's on Netflix. Cute cats. And the last thing was I went to the theater, Christine. Uh, <gasps> what did you say? You know, first of all, let me preface this by saying, I don't know if I've told this to you, one of my dreams is to go to the movies and realize I'm the only one in the theater. I yes. let And I, I've given up on it for as long as I live in New York because it never happens. I th- I That's a tough one. That's I a big ask. I let myself believe it was going to happen and it didn't happen and it turned out like totally not to happen because I bought my ticket for like a 10 a.m. The, or the first showing of the day screening of Mother. Um, this was like a week or two ago where it had been out for like maybe two weeks and it was already kind of like, oh, it's a flop. Nobody's going to see it. And when I like got my ticket, nobody else bought a ticket. When I got to the theater to pick up my ticket, like nobody else had. Then I walk in the theater and there's one person there and then there's another person and there was like five other people in the theater other than me. And they were all men and they were all like adults. Mm-hmm. And you want to know, even in a theater on a Sunday fucking morning at 10 a.m. with five people, do you want to know that in the middle of the movie I had to lean over my seat and tell the jerk in front of me to stop talking on his cell phone? Like, Are you kidding me? That happens. Yeah. His, like, right before the movie, st- like, right when they did the, like, um, movie theater intro of, you know, exits are here and stuff, his phone rings and he's talking on a, on speaker. And the guy are behind me, kidding me starts saying, like, dude, shut up. And I'm like, I'm going to wait because, right, like, technically the movie hasn't started yet. Like, I'm not going to yeah. start this yet. And he, he, like, does close his phone before the movie starts. But it was, like, 20 minutes into the movie. He's sitting there talking on speakerphone. And I lean over and I'm like... If you're going to talk on your phone, you have to go outside. We're watching the movie in, like, that voice. Um, and he didn't say anything. I can't believe did, it. Like, That's get off the phone. So I was authoritative. Well, good. Yeah. Where were you? Um, I was at the theater at 34th Street. So it's a okay. big theater. Like, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be alone. I just like to dream sometimes. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, when I, when I used to work at the Sunshine, I think they're closing that. Aren't they closing that I think theater? they are, yeah. I don't know. When I, I used to work already. at the Sunshine, the early theaters, sometimes there would be one or two people in it. Okay. Yeah, one day. I, one day, like, Christine. One day you'll get it. Yeah, or I'll just, like, move to Oklahoma and, you know, buy my own movie theater or something. Oh, okay. Uh, that just seems like a big jump, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, same difference, really. <laughs> um, so, Mother... Um, I, I wanted to go see it in the theater because I was tired of hearing everybody have an opinion on it and yeah. worry that, like, oh, by the time I see it, I'm going to know everything. I would say mm-hmm. I liked this movie. I was mostly amused watching it thinking why people hated it because I find, to me, it's it's not nearly as, like, crazy as um, I think some people made it out to be, but those are people that really just didn't know what they were getting. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I liked it. I like. I'm hesitant to say anything because I, when I realized something about it, I kind of felt like there was a key to unlock it. And once I got it, I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, okay, that's 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 an interesting way of of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess, yeah. I mean, I 
I liked it is where I stand. And I feel like my whole point in seeing that was because everybody hated it or loved it. So I wanted to know which camp I fell into and I fell into neither. I fell into the like, yeah, well, I see what Oof. he did. That was cool. That's kind of what I figure I'll be like. I don't really like Aronofsky. Big statement, I know. But I don't really like any of his movies. Mm-hmm. So, so I wasn't really like run into the theater to go see it. Plus, Jennifer Lawrence just... She needs to stop saying things because I have a real hard time taking her seriously in oh, movies now. I love she Jennifer. She just runs Lawrence. her mouth so much with the talking. I still um, love her. I will still always, you know. Is she is she's like great in this? Here's the thing. In a weird way, she's I think she's okay. I think she's fine. But mm-hmm. and I don't think it is her fault. I think the nature of what she is playing is very not interesting. So oh, I think cool. Michelle Pfeiffer. I, know I really want to see it. Well, yeah, like Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris are great in it because they come in with this very odd take on what they're doing. And Michelle Pfeiffer, especially, is just bitchy and weird and catty and nosy. And I'm like, oh my god, I I want to see Michelle Pfeiffer be in more things suddenly. With Jennifer Lawrence, I think also because I'm so used to seeing her like as kind of, um, you know, strong woman, so-and-so-and-so, this is a very different role for her in many ways. But it's also, and again, this is where I want to tread lightly because I don't want to, I have a very specific interpretation of what this movie is doing. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be the case. But once I saw it, it's really hard to shake anything out of it. And if I go with that, version of it which again i'm not going to say now because i don't want to spoil anything or not spoil but like sway anything i guess um i think the Mm -hmm. nature of her part is that it's not doesn't have much personality and ultimately isn't that interesting because i don't think there's much there in a way but i don't think they're supposed to so it's one of those cases where i don't think it's i think it's just a role a kind of a thankless role is how i'll put that Mm -hmm. yeah so now I really want you to see right, it. I'll I see it. I just don't about it. I just don't. I don't think I'm going to do the theater, but I think once it's okay. like Redbox or VOD yeah. or something. Okay, we should do just like a special episode on it, just where we can like talk and spoil it, so that I can say uh, all these yeah. things. I think that would be yeah. Because I'm good. very hesitant because I felt like once I figured out something, it kind of completely changed the movie for me. And I think if you go in with that, then you're going to completely see that movie, and maybe that takes away another way of viewing that movie. So yeah, I just don't want to do that. Okay, so now having gone through my list of movies, Christine, do you know what that yeah. means? Oh, is it time to talk about... We're done, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break and come back. And I mean, we could do like Saw 1 break, Saw 2 break, Saw 3 break, or we can talk about all of them together. We can, Why don't we uh, do like... Where, let's see where the conversation takes us, you know? Okay, let's just go with the flow. Okay. Before that, we are going to take a quick break so that um, you can prepare with whatever you need to prepare for to hear us go on about Saul. One, two, three, five! Look at 
uh, Lee Winnell, writer, actor Lee Winnell, and director James Wan uh, are, I think they're Australian, they are friends and partners, and they want to make a movie. They're going to make a low-budget movie. And it's going to, they want to try to do like, we want to make a horror movie set in one room. I think that's kind of what it started with. Um, they do a short film kind of summarizing their idea. It gets play. They get, I guess, Lionsgate, I think, gives them money to say, sure, make this movie for like $1 million. Um, they clearly get um, incriminating photos of Danny Glover and <laughs> yep. possibly Carrie Elwes and, um, you know, uh, Dina Meyer and a few other people. And in like two weeks, they film Saw. And it premieres at Sundance, I think, at like a midnight screening. And it blows everybody away. Nobody knew what to expect. And they got this. So it gets picked up. It gets distributed. And it ends up being a really, really big hit for what it is. Um, A sequel comes out like exactly one year later and one year later after that. And a franchise is born. So um, before we get into the details, what... What was your experience with the first Saw movie, Christine? Um, so the first Saw movie came at a weird time in my life. Um, during my formative years, I was in a very um, serious and abusive relationship, and I didn't know who I was as a human person. So when that ended, um, I took some time to find out about me. And a lot of the things I thought about myself weren't true anymore. I didn't really like the kind of music I thought I did. I didn't really dress the way that I thought I did. So one of the big ones was movies. Um, For a long period of time, the only movies I saw in the theater were like the new Freddy movie, Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason. Like Those were the only movies that I saw. Come to find out, I do actually like those movies because I have a very strong base in genre and horror films from when I was a kid, but I avoided them actively for a while because I didn't know if they were actually my thing. Okay. Uh, um, and I convinced myself and like, scared. So um, I had a friend that I worked with. She's like, come over and let's watch a movie. And I was like, oh, all right. She's like, I really want to watch Saw. I don't know how long it had been out at that point, but I mean, I knew of it. Right. Like, I knew what it was. And we, we watched it. And my first reaction to that movie was, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the best movie because I hadn't been watching horror movies and it really kind of reinvigorated my feelings about it. Like of, in the genre in general, which I will always care for it because of that. Sure. That was a very, very long story, but I feel like, no, I, I feel to hear like, that. Absolutely. like it really, co- <laughs> it colored my experience with the movie. Um, that being said, this is now the third time I've seen the first one. When I rewatched it, I was very disappointed mm, okay. because it, it's not this amazing, wonderful, innovative, life-affirming <laughs> thing that I had remembered it being. <laughs> because it's, it's not life-affirming perfect... to Amanda, let's say. I, that's true. That's true. It's there's it's not there's a lot of stuff in it that isn't great. <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate it. Well, I know. I I think that, A, I think what's really interesting about what you're saying is, to me, that's what is so, um, I guess, why franchises for the horror community are such a big thing. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could say about horror fans and the horror community as a whole. And, but when you look at the Friday the 13th movies, let's say, and the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, 
of which there are very few actively good movies. And especially with Friday the 13th, most of them are av- are, are, ba- are okay to average. Mm-hmm. Um, there's memorable things out of this, but yet how many horror fans have such a deep connection to Jason, to Freddy, to these... Th- and it's these... I think part of it is just experiencing experiencing franchises and these monsters at a certain time in your life where they become like a part of you one way or another. I mean, for me, that's child's play because mm-hmm. I saw it when I was six and I was terrified of dolls and it gave me nightmares. And over the course of a year, I got over those nightmares and decided I love killer doll movies. These are awesome. And it, you know, really that changed my life in a certain way. And it's why I think I'm always the person defending this franchise because I think when it came out, we were all older and not going to be really taken in by a franchise like this. And you could say like, look at final destination is something similar where the final destination movies, which are on a whole better than the saw movies. And I think most horror fans of like our generation and our community really like the Final Destination series, but nobody has that connection to that franchise that they did to Freddy and Jason because they saw it as adults or they didn't, it wasn't the same cultural thing for them. Mm -hmm. And I guess like where I'm going is Saw is a cultural thing to people out there. And it pisses me off when hardened genre fans want to shit on that when clearly... I mean, these movies all made a lot of money. They, I've seen little kids dressed like the Billy Puppet at conventions. This, these, these movies got teenagers and young people into horror at that generation because there wasn't a prevailing style at that time. Slashers were kind of over. I think horror was still kind of finding like a certain style. And then you have, you know, Saw comes out, and then later you have Paranormal Activity comes out. And so you have, like, movements in horror. You always do. And I think for so many people to just say, oh, yeah, but the Saw movies are crap and torture porn is crap is really belittling to an entire new fan base that might have come to horror because of these movies. Mm -hmm. That's my soapbox rant about why I defend them. Um, No, it's true. Just because... And, and and I think what I said illustrates that too. I watched it when I was out of the genre mm-hmm. and I, and it made me feel a way. And then I revisited it when I had been re-entrenched in the genre. And I was like, this isn't that great. I am not having the same experience, but some people never get re-entrenched or yeah. some people are just like, are going to just like going to the movies every Halloween to see a movie is coming out yeah like like so don't don't and this i had this i had similar experiences when when um paranormal activity came out Mm -hmm. um with people i saw the first paranormal activity in the theater and i really disliked it and i still don't really like the first paranormal activity i don't find it effective it doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. but i was working in in a restaurant at the time with a lot of people younger than me who were just floored they were having my reaction to blair witch to it why take that from somebody yeah (laughs) just let them have it exactly i I was like oh i didn't think it was that scary and they were like oh really but what about blah and i'd be like oh yeah it was cool and as as evidenced 
like Paranormal Activity, there are movies in that franchise that are like some of my favorite horror movies. Right. I never went away. I kept coming back. I won't write off an entire franchise because I didn't like the first one, you know? Yeah. And I feel like too many people do that. You know, a movie is allowed to mature. Like a franchise is allowed to become something. And if you bail right away, you never get to see that. Yeah. And I think with when we talk about franchises, I mean, James Wan has uh, created James and Lee Winnell, I guess you'd put them together, you know, in when we look at them now, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but even now you look at them and realize, holy shit, these guys made two of the biggest franchises of the last 20 years with Saw and with the conjuring and that whole universe, which is still going on. Like those are, and what's interesting too, is when you compare the two, the conjuring to saw, they are such different types of horror films. Mm -hmm. And they're, you can, I think saw is pretty original. And I think that's, again, yes, there's certainly elements of other things in there, but as far as movies go, like conjuring is a ghost story ultimately. Um, but yet, clearly, it has tapped into something of the zeitgeist now where this is what horror fans want right now. They want a movie like The Conjuring. They want a movie like Annabelle and so on. Mm-hmm. And it's a different... There's always going to be people, people that want, you know, everything or want, you know, only grisly stuff or only this. But it's fascinating to me that, like, in 2010 onward, this is what mainstream... Um, horror audiences wanted and 15 years ago we wanted something like saw and i know i mean saw is you can throw out torture porn you can be annoyed at the word we can Mm -hmm. whatever but saw really was kind of the start of that being popular and being a thing that people like really expected from horror and I know a lot has been written about, oh, well, maybe it's because of 9-11 and 9-11, Iraq I was just and all this. Say it. Yeah, probably, because yep. that's what horror does. Is It's always, Night of Living Dead is a movie about Vietnam, yep. about the effects of Vietnam. Like, this is what horror does. And so the Saw movies come at, like, a really weird time in America, I guess. And, I mean, these, as much as there's a lot of British and Australian people playing Americans, and we'll get to that. Um <laughs> There's something about these movies that do does feel very American. So uh, my experience with the first Saw was like the shittiest experience one could possibly have. I think I've told you this. I don't know if I have. So I rented it probably in 2005, like after it had been out and like I had heard, oh, this was the scariest movie of the year from Blockbuster, the Blockbuster video in my neighborhood in Washington Heights. And I got it on DVD and I watched it on my tiny little like 15 inch TV Um, in my little, you know, apartment that I was sharing with, like, six people. And I was into this movie. I was, like, did not know what I was getting. I really was like, what? Wow, what's going on? What's going on? This is cool. And then my DVD started skipping. (laughs) My DVD started skipping at the very last scene. Oh, no! Yeah. Like, the when it's like... And it's revealing... Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening, and all of a sudden, it's the end credits. And I'm like, what the... What? I'm trying to rewind it. I'm trying to do that thing where you take your DVD out, and, like, you're blowing it like a Nintendo disc. Um, You put it back in, turn everything off, and I can't... I, I have no idea how this movie ends. So I go on the uh, rest-in-peace IMDb message boards, 
and post something in there and say, so my move, my disc cut off right at this part. Can somebody tell me how this movie ends? So that was my experience first watching Saw. Uh, let's say for the purposes of this show, we're going to talk in detail about Saw 1, 2, and 3. So we're going to be spoiling things. So yeah, I had to be told from an IMDb um, commenter that, oh yeah, so the guy that's dead the entire time in the middle of the room gets up and he's actually, I'm like, wait, what? What did I not see? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was disappointing. But I liked it enough. I think I ended up buying it um, and was able to see the ending and then was so excited to go see Saw 2 in the theaters. So thus began my relationship with the series. Um, Christine, why don't you give a synopsis of the first Saw movie? Okay, so the first Saw movie is, is, it's the movie where the two guys are in the room, chained up with a saw, and Danny Glover is trying to find them, but, like, so this movie's really out of time, yeah. like, it's, many things are happening, but, at, like, it, some of them are flashbacks, and then sometimes there are flashbacks within flashbacks. Yep, yep, yep. So, <laughs> there are, there are jigsaw killings happening, and but then also um, dudes are in the room and like Danny Glover is thinking about the killings and then while you're inside the killing or the murder or whatever you want to call it because Jigsaw doesn't actually ever kill anybody quote but unquote he totally does um, that's he totally bullshit. does what a if you chain two people out. up and say I'm gonna kill you if you don't kill him that's that's murder that's like, murder there's no Stop way around it. it so while while they're Danny Glover in, is looking at this body like you see what happened to the body like what like the person d did so it's like this real <laughs> unnecessarily layered way of telling yeah. the story but um so it's about that and also then um twists and turns and people getting their cutting their legs off and <laughs> and you know it's it's really simple, but yet somehow manages to be a bit convoluted. Well, and that's true of the entire series. And I think that's, All when, of them that's that. when everybody who hasn't seen the movies and like randomly stops in on one randomly is like, oh, six people said six was good. So I'll give six a go. And they're like, why is this so complicated? It's like, well, that's yep. what the franchise, the franchise is complicated. It is a um, multi-character, so multi-timeline story yeah. about... You know, this man who... And I, and I really like the story of Jigsaw. Again, Ugh. it falls apart, but I like where it starts, which was this man who is diagnosed with with cancer or, like, brain a brain tumor. He is going to die in a few months, and he finds this out, and he realizes in that moment that he, ha he has wasted his life. And so he... And you find this out in part two. His immediate reaction after being being told this from a very kind of uncaring doctor who clearly could, you know, did not really think much about getting this news to somebody. He goes out, he tries to kill himself. He doesn't, he survives. And in that moment realizes, oh my God, everybody out there doesn't realize what they're wasting. It's very much like that line from Our Town. Did what they ever a know? pious piece of shit. <laughs> He's I, so pious. Sure. so fucking annoying. He's so judgmental. <laughs> I went to make notes for this movie, and my first note was like, you judgy motherfucker. Because he's 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 saw-trapping people for doing nothing. Oh, you're addicted to drugs. Your life, you don't appreciate your life. No, this person has an addiction. They need help. Don't saw-trap them like some kind of asshole. He is so judgy and rude. I do not like him. Boom. 
been down on it because I feel like I don't think that way because I feel like everybody in these movies is always pretty unlikable. In um, the first movie, though, especially, I feel like it's reaching. Like, they're not really that bad of people. Especially Shawnee Smith. Like, they're not really doing well, anything. Well, I guess the idea with Shawnee Smith is like, look, you're going to kill yourself if you keep doing this. So I'm just going to tell you, you know, you can either die because you're killing yourself every day and sooner or later it's going to happen. Or you can choose to live. And in order to do so, you have to kill someone. But that's besides the point. Exactly. So I put super judgmental. And then I did a quote that says, you're not depressed, you're not sick. I don't know what that's in reference to, but if he said that, that's very judgy. Yeah, no, you're, I stopped, you're not wrong. I stopped taking notes after the first one. Yeah, no, again, I, I don't disagree with you. I think judgy. I give it a pass because I, I really like, um, I like that idea of you're told you're going to die and suddenly you see the world differently and you think to yourself, I can help people. Um, they need a fucking brutal wake up. They might need to die. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I agree with his methods. Look, I'm not. I'm not planning how I'm going to do this. Remind I'm not me, a good engineer, like, to ask you for help. Yeah, but I think <laughs> as a character, I think, and they also um, you cast Tobin Bell, who's a who's a good actor, uh, who I think probably said, and I saw him um, at Horror Hound last year, like where he was on a panel and he was just kind of talking about this and everything and you could tell like he was like okay let me figure out what I'm doing with this and who this man is and I think he figured that out and where it starts to bug me is like in part three because in part two I think everybody's kind of awful so I don't really have any like no like, I yeah, whatever I agree part three though my problem is the like the carrot is um it's Dina Meyer who I love uh, when she's saw trapped, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. She's just doing her job. Like you're judging her just because she but likes her job more than people. We figure out that those saw traps are not saw exactly. Traps. And then you figure, then that's what well, that's, so where that's I was, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's not. Yeah, it's that's not a saw trap. That's a knockoff saw trap, basically. Because um, I get like I don't agree. I think again, I think still I stand by my judgy comment. But his his whole shtick is like really go for it and you can get out of this when there is a moment when you're when you're in the second one where you just get mad well like there's no fucking chance what how do you get out of this quote unquote you know no but there is here's the thing and this this is that the third one no no no, no, in part two in part two because this is a recurring theme it comes back in another installment i won't say which one but in part two it's very much, oh, if they had just stopped and worked together, they would have been out of there. But Dina Meyer couldn't get out of there. No, but Dina Meyer wasn't saw-trapped by a jigsaw. No, she was, she was air quote saw-trapped. Right, but, she was murdered But, by like, you don't know that yeah. no, you, when it's I mean, first happening. Right, yeah. and so you're just pissed. But then, but they also established that in the beginning because Dina Meyer is investigating one of the cases and she says, this this is can't be saw because there was no way for him to get out. Like, because the very first exactly. trap, yep. it's wait a minute. This isn't, um, this is a, this is an imposter. This is a copycat. This can't be right. So when yeah. that happens to her, you're kind of like the same. You're like, okay, so somebody else is involved in the game now. But yeah. with two, I think had they all stopped and said, Hey, you have a number on your neck. I have a number on my neck. Wait a minute. What's this mean? Look. 
can we all agree that the second one thus far is the best out of these three? I think so. Yeah, I would agree. I, I really like the second one. I remember watching the second one and enjoying it. Yeah. And then upon rewatch, going like, oh, well, this one's good. There's things in it that I really like. It's got a diverse cast, which I know we yep. both enjoy. Yep, I do. Um, and and there's, some, there's an aspect, and you're right, there's an aspect to the second one so the second one is the one with donnie Wahlberg, uh-huh. right yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i got confused i got confused i thought i said mark Wahlberg, and then i couldn't remember what i said the second one's the one with donnie Wahlberg. um it's everybody in the house and shawnee smith is back yep so this with is the, the one great also, haircuts it's so awful this is the one with the hypodermic hypodermic needle pit yes. these are the things that help me remember it oh no that's so fair. my f- favorite thing about the second one is you're completely right he's so fucking god i don't like jigsaw but he's so fucking sm- like smug and it's like yeah if you would just listen to him yep like like he's like all you have to do is sit here and talk to me <laughs> and like it's, it's really true all he would have had to have, all he would have had to have done is sit there and talk to him and like everything would have been okay yeah he, i don't know he, he wouldn't have been complicit <laughs> but, in murder it wasn't like, you know, in the first one where it's like, okay, all you have to do is stab this dude in the gut and extract a key. Like, no, it's all you got to do is exactly. not be a hothead. You, Because, I mean, it in two, I think, too, is um, the motivations are clearer uh, or the characterization is clearer where Donnie Wahlberg is a asshole cop. And yep. we learn very quickly he's a dick to his son. He was a dick to his ex-wife. Uh, he has falsified evidence he has framed people all these people mm-hmm. were bad people at some point like or not bad people but they all they all were guilty but not when he arrested them that he planted evidence on everybody he's a he's a douchebag who needs who should be he needs to be saw lesson he needs to be yeah. saw trapped yeah. and it's like the best saw trap ever because all it is is it's the whole trap is his a trap on him yeah yeah <laughs> And all this is like you you overreact to things and you are violent and you you know you don't stop and think about things. So your challenge is to just stop and listen to another person talk. And he can't fucking do that. And as a result, um, he ends up saw trapped. Saw trapped. Very saw trapped. And and I like that one. I like the resolution of that one. Mm-hmm. I- I, I like some of the characters in it. Um, I, I don't want to see people, bad things happen to people in it. Um, I think having people that you've already gotten to spend time with in Saw Traps. Oh, yeah. Was smart because in the first one, it's 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 just rando strangers. So yep. you're just, it's just extreme shaky camera. Oh, my God, so And this camera. is actually like, oh, but I don't, I don't want that guy to burn to death. It's, right. It's, so there's more of a relationship with it. So I actually think that was really well done. Um it's it's easily my favorite. Is it my favorite of the whole series? I don't remember. <laughs> but well, you will find of these out. Three, it definitely is. It well, definitely the, and is. the thing I like too. Um, so the first one is made on a very low budget, and it's made very quickly. And I think the first mm-hmm. one, you're right. It, the first one as a movie has a lot of messiness and a lot of yeah. problems. And mm-hmm. I li- I didn't do it this time because I don't think my DVD has it. But I remember watching this a couple of years ago with the commentary track, and it's Lee Winnell and James Wan. And there, it's a really funny commentary track because they accept everything. And they say, oh, this was a scene we only got to do two takes of. Oh, boy, can you tell. And, like, like, the scene, like there's a, a seduction scene where um, 
Terry Elwes like goes to a hotel with his like yeah. young mistress, <laughs> and it's so awkward. And they're and I remember listening to the commentary where they're talking about it, and they're like, "We've like she's a really good actress. We promise. We just didn't give them any time to do anything, and we know this scene does not express what it's supposed to express." Like so, they're very like aware that look, we this was our first movie, and we know it has a lot of problems, um, but. I think, like, the best scene in that is Shawnee Smith, like, when Shawnee Smith comes out and tells her story, um, I feel like I, like, it's, it's really effective and it tells me so much, not just about her, but, oh, she did learn from this. She's sitting here saying he helped me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it. Like, it's, he's not just murdering people. I mean, he is just murdering people, but he is... There is a vision to what's being done. So then in part two, I remember seeing, like, reading Entertainment Weekly and seeing, like, a picture, like, before it came out, seeing, like, Shawnee Smith returns for Saw 2. I'm like, oh, why is she back? Oh, my God. I bet, I bet she fucked up and I bet she's back in a trap. And that's what the, and I mean, there's a twist, of course, but, but, like, that's totally it. And as soon yeah, as you see her. that's what the movie presents you with. Yeah, and yeah. as soon as you see her and she has bandages over her wrists, I'm like, oh. Makes perfect sense. Of course, Saw is going to trap her again. Mm-hmm. Um, Saw trap. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The first one is super low budget, and there's some accent issues and okay. some weird lighting choices. So here's and the accent. I, so I thought, like to yeah. me, I, re- I remembered Carrie Elwes's accent just being terrible. It's not yeah. always okay. terrible. It comes down to keywords. Carrie Elwes, and later this is true of the Irish actor who's in Saw Three. There's something about the word murder that's really hard for British people to say in American. Because <laughs> Carrie Elwes has to say it like three times, and he's like, murder! 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 It's like, it, when I try to say the word, um, I don't know, I have words I can't say, and if I try to say it, I'll sound dumb. But that's the equivalent of, of Carrie Elwes saying, murder! Yeah, it, and that's... Uh, that's fine. Accents aren't great in any in lots of things like Highlander. But <laughs> so I I understand the restraint, like the restrictions of a budget and of time. And so I fault saw for those things because I get it. It's it's when you there's so so that's why I give the original a lot of passes. Now by the time you get to three, my goodwill is gone. <laughs> And three is boring as fuck. Interesting. I I think three, and it's funny you say that, because there, so, there are people that love, like, there are a lot of people I know who don't love the series, but will say, oh, three is the best one, or three is my favorite. So do you know people who, like, really love, or not love, but say, oh, Saw 3 is the best one? I don't know anybody that likes any of the Saw movies except you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so I think th- what three does now, two and three are directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, who yes. I think, and I mean, James Wan was still a producer on it. I think Lee Winnell was still writing it. Although I think Saw, th- saw two or Saw two, I think started as like a different script that was like, Oh, we can sawify this. And they did. So there's a complicated filmography, I guess, to it. But so two and three are, are down Darren Lynn Bowsman, who and they do feel cohesive even visually, I think. But what three does is it's like, okay, we're now two films into this series. 
We know what, what do people like about it? What's standing out? People like the traps. Let's fucking amp up the traps. And three is the most ridiculous traps ever. And I kind of love them. It, it is, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's no, it's not cohesive, the movie. Yeah. Well, I think the problem I have with three is that the protagonists, I guess for better or worse, are really unlikable. Yes. So in two, you have people to root for. You're rooting for Donnie Wahlberg's kid because he seems like a nice kid. He's not doing anything wrong. He's a teenager. Exactly. He shows very quickly. He seems to show like sympathetic tendencies. So like right off the bat, you're like, okay, I don't want this kid dying. And I don't know. This is a Saw movie. Maybe he's going to die. And you're rooting for Shawnee Smith because she's Shawnee Smith and she's fantastic. And so with Saw 3, now Shawnee Smith is the villain and she is milking it. And I... I love Shawnee Smith playing over the top and she's so um, angry in this movie that like that I'm in for. But you Mm -hmm. have the woman whose name, I can't remember the character's name. Oh, what's her name? Janine. Lurleen. Megine. The Uh, the doctor? The doctor. Doctor... Lynn? I don't know her name either. Man, Dr. Lynn. Dr. Lynn. Yes. So Lynn is very stoic. And that's her thing. Because you find out later in the movie, again, spoiler alert, that she's been, you know, uh, her and angry Irish guy's son was hit by a not drunk driver, drunk driver. It's not quite clear. Um, Their kid, one of their kids died. They have another kid. They've both dealt with the death of their child in different ways that's very unhealthy he's just very angry and she's just kind of turned off emotion and is having affairs and so on one hand it's kind of bullshit she's being punished because that's a shitty thing to do to somebody who lost their kid on the other hand she's and i get her performance a little more now when i watch it but it's not fun to watch and I'm not really rooting for her. And then you mm-hmm. have fucking angry Angus, Angus, Angus McFadden, who is always everything I see him in. He's always just super angry, and he's really angry in this movie. And I just don't care about him. I'm sorry your kid died. It's terrible. But you have another kid, and you're being an asshole to her. Maybe you do need to be saw trapped because you need to learn a lesson. And spoiler alert: he doesn't learn a lesson and fucks things up for everybody. Yep. So yeah, three is the one. Um, I think in some ways three is sharper made. I think, I think it looks really good. I think those traps, which I feel like we have to get to, um, are really impressive and gross and unique and uh, kind of imaginative. But I find three really unpleasant to watch because I hate everybody in it, other than really Shawnee Smith. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is that where you end up on Saw Three, where it's just unpleasant? It's unpleasant. It's a little, like I said, it's it's convoluted, and because I don't care much, like you said, about this the 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 man going through this journey, you know, because I don't care about him. It, yeah. It's just, everything seems really like long and drawn out. Um, yeah. It's like exhausting in like not a good way. It's just like, can we get to the fireworks factory? But there's never <laughs> a fireworks factory. Like, um, I think. When it finally does, it's like reveal at the end where it's like Shawnee Smith, if you had just done this thing and not done the other thing, like, and he's like yelling at her that she's not important 
because of the reason she's important because of this other thing. And then you realize all the stuff is connected and what he had actually put together. There is a part of me that, that thinks that's cool. Mm-hmm. These, the, the fact that there are these bigger intertwined things like in the second one, yep. but like, Again, it was it was kind of boring. I feel like he talks. Jigsaw talks a lot he in talks this. Too one. much in three, yeah. Like it's just like him laying there talking, and like it's not. I don't. Want, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's not particularly well written, in my opinion. I'd agree. So it's yeah. just really rambly, <laughs> and it's like, dude. It's, yeah, no. It's a it. it's a lot of like themes. It's not specifics. It's a lot of forgiveness and uh, anger, and now I sound like Yoda as I say these things. And I like, I like, like in the second one when he's like, "Just sit here, right. and everything will be fine." Yeah, and the sun I is think in a safe place. Yeah, exactly. I think that's more effective than like this fucking monologue right. that I get lost in, and that's not necessarily Tobin's fault or no, issue. No, he's doing I everything really, he can. Like, it's overwritten, and I can't stick with it the way I need to so when he does say these hard-hitting things that they inevitably inevitably will flash back to in a different context right. like I'm not listening to them I don't care can you imagine like going to a wedding and you're like oh it's like a friend from work and my husband can come so I'm here alone and so you end up like at a table with nobody you know and like you sit down and you're sitting next to Jigsaw and like you sit down and they're like oh what's uh what are you gonna have for dinner you're gonna have the steak I'm gonna have the steak do you know that Nobody thinks about what a steak is made of. And, like, it would be the worst wedding ever. Oh, gosh. And it's it's really in high gear in the third one. In the like, third one it is, yeah. Like, he, he says some shit, like, in the first and second one where you're like, all right, buddy. Like, <laughs> calm down. We got yeah, it. Yeah, we got but, it. Like, Everybody third, sucks. The third one is just like, like, please. It, yeah, it's like that uncle that you just want to walk away from. Like, all right, we <laughs> got it. Which is very Thank much you. the dynamic with Shawnee Smith. Yes! And, and it's like it's frustrating because she doesn't learn and it's it's disappointing kind of as much as I love watching Shawnee Smith play like intense and catty because I think she's really good at it um uh she drops she drops the c-bomb and I'm like yeah uh it's also frustrating because her character is interesting in the series until this point in a way because she starts off, she's a drug addict. After she goes through this experience, she kind of becomes reborn and decides, yes, I want to follow, I want to see what you see. I want to give this to other people because it changed me. Which makes sense. And in part two, okay, granted, everybody in that room in part two doesn't change. But, you know, that was kind of part of it was like seeing stuff happen. And then by part three, it's just, nope, you're wrong. Nope, I don't believe anything you say. And I'm right. And nobody changes. So we're just going to kill people in really elaborate ways that seem very overcomplicated when you think about what she's trying to do. Yep. Um, Like, why does she kill Dina Meyer? It makes, it, it's because really she's hard to mad at her. That. But for no reason, like, maybe because she felt like Dina Meyer had a connection to Donnie Wahlberg, who did fuck her over, so maybe she sees Dina Meyer as, like, indicative of that, but... Maybe? Like, maybe she just hates cops? Yeah, like, it's frustrating, because you feel like it's such a leap for this character that I felt like... And I like like that character. I like Dina. Why are they killing her? That was... I remember being so bummed when Saw opened that I realized, oh, no, she's gonna be in a trap. But she'll get out of it. Oh, my God, they fucking killed the best character... Like, one of the best yeah. characters in the movies so far. And 
And and then when you find out like why and how, it doesn't add up in a way that's really satisfying because it mm-hmm. feels petty or not even petty because I think Shawnee Smith's character is supposed to be kind of petty. It feels unjustified from a character that I was getting a hang on that now you've kind of just taken her so many steps back, I guess. Yeah, it was needless. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I do think in three we get some good traps. Uh, I hate I hate the traps. You hate in three. the traps. You have, come on. I the do. Rack, just... The rack is a good trap. I don't like the rack. I don't like the pig slop thing. Um, <laughs> the pig slop thing is just so great. I think because the, the to me the pig slop thing is the whether it was Bowsman or James Wan or whoever sitting in a room and saying, "All right, so what are we going to do? Like, we need to make this pretty intense." Like, and the one thing I think they don't do well enough is they don't establish that, oh, we're in, like, a slaughterhouse or, like, meat locker place. It's not fully clear until I put things together. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so... I don't... They lack... All of them lacked logic. Now that you start talking about it, the frozen lady... um, So if they're in that, like, Sub-Zero freezer... If they squirted water on her, that water would have had to have been above freezing or else it wouldn't have come out. So it would have immediately started to melt the ice that was already in her body, on her body. And at one, some, point. one point, it's misting nonstop. So yeah. it wouldn't have frozen over to this hard block like it would have. I was so angry about that. I paused. This, you know, I didn't think about the science of that, but that's fair. Yeah. But and then and then like and then the pigs, the pig thing, when they grinded, ground up the pigs, why did it become like liquid? Okay. <laughs> it should have been chunkier. Well, so let's talk about what the pig thing is. So, <laughs> okay, sorry. Because I feel like, again, like I'm just so impressed with the idea of, okay, guys, so what are we going to do? We're going to have, okay, we're going to have somebody near frozen. We're going to freeze somebody to death in this way where it's kind of slow and painful. Like, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, we're going to have somebody um, get their, all of their joints twisted and their entire body snap. Like that's, that's, I think that's impressive. I guess you don't. Um, <laughs> what else can we do? I, I feel like we need something grosser, like like really intense and gross. Like people love the needle shit in part two. Like that's the thing everybody Ooh. remembers about part two. Um, what are we gonna do with this one? And they, it's like, all right, so should we have a guy like crushed by by something? Like, well, what? I don't know, like dead pigs, because that's gross. Yeah, that's gross. No, no, no. Let's have him like drowning is really intense we haven't done a drowning yet yeah okay that's good how about we have him drown in ground rotten pig's guts so that it's not just that he's drowning it's that he's drowning in something that must smell really bad if those pigs were rotten enough to turn to liquid they would not have been able to be suspended in one piece well maybe they were for like flash frozen and then wheeled out and it was really warm (laughs) so then they like get ground really quickly that could be it. You, I think you just nailed it. I think I did. Yeah. The like of all the traps in the series of like which one would you like most want to die in, and which one would you least want to die in? So far, what are you thinking? Lee. Oh, there's so many to think about. Yeah. Um, For me, the most want to die in would be one of the bear traps. Would be either Lynn's bear. Wait, trap, am I? Am I going to try to get out of it, or am I just resigned to die in it? Oh, God. Um, both. Let's see. Okay, which is the one of all the traps, which is the one that you think you could get out of? Um, the putting the hands up into the glass thing to get the okay. syringe out. Because what I, would you I have think done I, 
I mean, I think well, they because, just don't even try to do that one. They well, just, well, the they, thing is, she reaches up, grabs for the syringe, and it immediately opens, so she can't get it. I don't know why she puts her other hand in. Because she's not very smart, I think, is what that comes <laughs> but down But that's to. the thing. And she was sick at this point, so she probably wasn't thinking she was right. Desperate. But I would have yeah. kept my... I would have kept my other hand out and just guided my my stuck hand okay. with my free hand. Um, the one I would have least. What's your least? Well, I think the one I could have done is probably in the first saw. I think I could have shot Lee Winnell because as much <laughs> as I really like Lee Winnell as an actor, like yeah. he's so whiny in that movie. He's so whiny and he's so oh, awful boy. that like. If I was had to be in a room with him for like six hours, I think, and I was told, "Look, you can shoot him, and get out of this." I'd be like, "Yeah, fucking give me the gun. All right, we're good. That's fine." <laughs> and I don't think I could ever really kill someone, but I might no. have been able to kill him in that movie. Oh, what is the one I would have least? Oh boy. Um, I mean, I, I don't like feel like... your limbs twisted. It's got to be really painful because he's like awake one's... the entire time. That one's bad. Um, the dr- the drill seat that they had set up. Is that in the first one? Oh, wait. The when like yeah, they find the guy. Oh god, we didn't talk about how bad these cops are. So in really part bad. one, we have Danny Glover and Ken L- Miles Ken Lund, who I love, who I love, who's he, he's god, have you did you try to watch Inhumans? No, he's in Inhumans though. He's also in Is he in Inhumans? He's in he's in everything. He's in he was on Lost. He, he was Miles. Yeah, um, he's Miles from Lost. He was also in X3, I believe. Um the third X-Men movie? Oh, I yeah, love him. He is, he is. He's great. And he's one of those actors that just, like, shows up and you're like, oh, good, him, because he's going to make everything better. And, and I think he does it Saw, actually. I think he's really oh. good. And I'm, He's not good at all. He's not good. He's I think... About. His suit is so big, he's, too. <laughs> they couldn't get a suit that fit him. He Uh-oh. is more... Um, he is giving one... And this doesn't say much. I realize that. He's giving one of the better performances in the first Saw. He's That's way fair. better than Danny Glover in Saw. I felt bad when he inevitably dies. Oh, I felt it's bad bullshit because when I'm he like, dies. And again, when you talk about Saw doesn't kill people, no, he kills him and he kills like 10 cops in part two in that SWAT team. Because Saw he, kills people. Yeah, totally. And when he dies, I'm bummed because I'm like, oh, I want to keep him, get rid of Danny Glover because Danny Glover is terrible in this movie. Yeah. Um, but so, but like, what do they do as cops? They find Jigsaw's lair and um, Miles from Lost is all about, like, okay, let's call for backup. Let's do this. And Danny Glover's like, no, no, no. I want to see how this plays out. Let's hide. Yep. Like, yep. You, you don't fucking do that as a cop. You can't do no, that. No, that's what you do. Hey, let's just see what happens. I don't, I don't know. know. Just, I mean, like, what do you think? Uh, Ten bucks, he dies. Uh, you buy me a beer if he doesn't. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Hey. It could be fun. Um, like... Yeah, so there's bad copping throughout. Very bad. Writing. Um, But... Yeah, the drill would be a bad way to go. I think, I'm telling you, though, I think the Shawnee trap or the Lynn trap is the best way because it's sudden. It, you're not getting out of it. Yeah. It's just, bam, your head I is I was actually snapped. thinking sh- the Shawnee trap because yeah. I don't want something where it's burrowing into me or, yeah. like, it, I that's just not where I'm, where I mean, I'm I at. I just don't right. want the time. Like, I just, just do it quick. Just do it quick. Yeah. I don't like the the... The first one from the the third movie, the, the Jay LaRose one, one is which one? That is the he's all chained. Oh, that's when he's got like um, 
the oh it, the chain is the and yeah. the yeah yeah that's he's not fun. chained and he's got the chain in his jaw yep, because yep. at least for some of them I feel like I would give it a go that one I would just stand there and be like well I just I'm just gonna wait for this bomb to explode yeah, it's, it's because you're gonna be a sudden death in an explosion or I'm going to slowly kill myself and then probably die anyway and and he pulls the ones out of his hands first yeah. he would have lost lost the use of, of his hands almost indefinitely because it it ripped through the center of it how was he supposed to rip the other chains out he does i mean maybe like um, he was like real jazzed and like psyched up about it but it doesn't i was like dude why why don't you pull out the other ones first leave your hands yeah they're given such little time like i I mean could could you really cut open somebody in one minute and extract a key and then unlock something that just seems like a lot to do in a minute shawnee's is is the one that makes the most sense but yeah how would you have found that key so fast yeah i mean i guess it was marked in a way i guess and then like i often i i wondered that in the second one when they do the hypodermic needle pit yeah um i forgot that it was clear the need the like the one with the key there right? Right, they were looking right. for a key it's clear where it is because my first thought was like oh i'm not there, there's no fucking way in hell you would ever find it in a minute yeah. Ever. But, like, it's clearly marked, so, I mean, maybe you got a shot. Yeah, yeah. It's really mean that he pushes her in there. I don't like that at all. Oh, see, and, and that's the thing about part two that I kind of, like, let's talk about that actor, first off. The mean one? Can we call him an actor? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's mean. He's doing something. I don't know if it's... A, apparently, um, that was going... That role was originally intended for Henry Rollins. What? Can you imagine a world with Henry Rollins as the beefy dude in Saw 2. No, because that dude was really mean. <laughs> Henry Rollins could play mean probably great. No, he's a nice guy. I know he is a nice guy. Like, I, I love the guy, but I'm saying, like, I would I would have loved to see him play that part. Because this yeah, guy is, I like, know. This... terrible, but kind of amusingly terrible. Because he's... He's just really focused, I guess you could say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... But, like, he's, like, slicing his own fucking neck off. Like, and then he puts on. it in his pocket, which is <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I forgot about and apparently, like, the actor just did that, like, just as they were filming, and they were like, oh, we're keeping that shit in, because that's gold. Oh, boy. Oy. Um, yeah, the, for Saw 2, I remember watching it with commentary back in the day, and um, the thing I took, I remember most about the commentary is that Donnie Wahlberg spends most of the track lusting over uh, the actress who plays, like, the prostitute in the movie. Why? It's, like, creepy. Every time she's on screen, he's like, yeah, so uh, me and Emmanuel, like, I wanted to work out a backstory where, you know, she was a prostitute, so, like, you know, I, we, like, had sex in the back of the car and I let her go, but then I didn't. And, like, every time he, she comes on screen, he's like, oh, Emmanuel. Like, it's unsettling how much he lusts after her. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do get, um, what's his name from Showgirls in part two? I think that's oh, special. Oh, my favorite, yes. maybe my favorite character of the entire franchise. And again, franchise. like, he's really, he just seems like, okay, this is this guy does not belong here. Like, this guy um, seems nice and is level-headed and is trying to keep everybody together and dies a, you know, try I, okay, so I don't know if it's the actor made some choices, or maybe they made some choices among themselves, but he was the keeper of things, yeah. and I really, really appreciated that, yep. because it made complete sense when they were locked in the room looking for a key, of course it's in his pocket, because he was keeping everything. Yeah, 
yep, 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 yep. That's, that's I loved me. it. I liked that he would carry around. He thought I should keep this recorder with mm-hmm. me. I'm going to carry this record, this little playback thingy around. Yep. I'm going to put this key in my pocket. I really appreciated that. Yep. It was a, it was like a nuanced choice. <laughs> Again, it reminds me of Cube. Like this whole idea of like if you guys just stopped and worked together, you could do this. And like he's the guy that could have gotten that done, but crazy hot headed not Henry Rollins had his own. No, ideas. I mean. If, if it had been a different mix of people, things may have played out differently. And then My Seventh Heaven doesn't do anything in this at all except die. Except die. Is... A kind of horrible death. Like, yeah. Sarin, sarin gas ain't no joke. Like, that's not she, a way I want to die. She died awfully, but, like, yeah. give her, like, she's, for for a lot of people, she was the face, like, the recognizable true, person true. in that house. Make, like, give her something to do. She yeah, didn't even get a trap. She didn't, no. Well, I think with two... I think they had des- – I don't know if they designed more – because apparently, like, realize how quickly this came out, right? Saw Saw, two, Saw comes out 2004. Saw 2 comes out 2005. They rushed this because they really did say, like, this is a hot property. Let's cash in on it. And so they, I think, were, like, still writing while filming and everything. To their credit, I think they end up telling a pretty ambitious story based on that. But, oh, I agree. Yeah, I think part of that then does show when you think – okay, what, who was this trap? Like, the traps are clearly, they start off where it's meant for people, right? The yes. fire trap was meant for Obi. And mm-hmm. the hypodermic needle trap was probably meant for Shawnee. But, like, you lose that very quickly because all of a sudden there's traps, but nobody has a tape recorder, so nobody knows what it is. Who cares? I'm just going to go into it. So I feel like at one point in the script stage, there were probably like every one of those characters had their own trap. Had their and own then it trap. Came down for to sure. like, okay, well, we're gonna cut this one. We're gonna cut this one. Should, do we still have to explain who this character is? Now nah, you know what? We'll just they die so quickly that it won't matter. And and you know what? To a degree, I appreciate that because yeah. I think it would have been really boring and yep. monotonous if we had to do a room with a trap for right. each this guy was an accountant, person. So here's an accounting trap. But like it, it makes it be a lot more realistic. Like things kind of degrade on their own and, right, right. and like reach a different pace than yep. like if like we calmly went from room to room. Like there's no way that would have would have happened. And what's interesting is they when I think about it now, and I'll see this for sure when we like go back to the rest of the movies, it kind of does a thing where so Saw 2, it's a group of people and there's a group of traps. Saw 3, it is essentially one guy going through these traps that are that are on other people that are his challenge. If I 4, I think, is kind of the similar. 5 is group traps, and then 6 goes back to the other way. So it's... I feel like they do sort of, like, have that format where it's either group traps or individual and group of traps, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, it's, it's interesting what, because I like the idea, I think I like this idea more, which is part of why 5, I think, frustrates me so much, because in theory, it has a lot of things I should like, um, but this whole, like, you know, added element of, oh, and they have to interact with each other, and how that, how's yeah. that going to play out, rather than, I'm just watching this angry dude in part 3 be angry until at the last Ex- minute he decides to forget Exactly. Somebody. When you have a character that maybe doesn't work for a portion of your audience, and you you hinge a lot on that. Yeah. Like there's a good chance you could have people checking out, which yep. is exactly yep. what happened to me. Especially you go from one, it's this dude that I don't really particularly care about, and then you you go to the other thing that's happening. Like you mentioned, two things happening concurrently. Yep. It's fucking it's fucking jigsaw just 
rambling. <laughs> oh, Amanda, let me tell you about the time I went oh. to Nathan's Hot Dogs when they... It's just... <laughs> I would have rather have been, been re- reminiscing, but like, it's just, oh, I don't care about either of you. Yeah. That's, and that's, if memory serves, and again, I may be completely different when we go back to it, but I always was like the lone holdout, again, of the people, the few people that I guess like the Saw movies that we talked to. I was always like, I like Saw 4 and nobody else does. But to me, what I liked about Saw 4 was, no, because Saw 4 is the protagonist who is, this isn't spoiling anything, he's in the other movies. He is the black SWAT team member in part yes, two yes, and yes, three. Yes. So you've met him before. He seems like, what, what's his deal? Oh, he's a good cop. Like, clearly he's pretty good at his job. He's a, like, he, his job is to help people. That's what he's doing. So when he's the protagonist in four, instantly I'm like, oh, good. I finally like the saw protagonist again. It's been a while since I have. And, I forgot that he was the guy in four. Yeah, and I have no, I don't remember how it plays out because it's been a while since I watched four. But that earned that movie so much goodwill for me. Coming from three, where everybody is awful. Yeah, like I don't feel bad when Lynn dies. I, I, I mean, well, we all already spoiled everything. I don't feel. I feel bad when Jigsaw dies because I'm like, what? Oh, wait, but how is this going to... Okay, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. I feel bad when Amanda dies because I like watching Shawnee Smith. No, that's the one that I was like, oh, well, what are yeah. we going to do now? Yeah, and again, they find ways and it's not spoiling there's, anything. There's but... like 20 more of these. What are we going to do? Right, and not every character is in every one. But again, you, you get from Saw 2. Let's talk about the timeline of Saw 2. I think Saw 2 also has a really cool twist of... Oh, I love that. Yeah. As we were watching it, I said, oh, this is the one that has the weird time yep. jump or time, like, it messes with our perception of when things are happening. And I do like that all of the movies have always had a twist and often, like, two twists. Mm-hmm. So in the first Saw, the big twist, obviously, it's not Zed or Zep. It's, you know, it's Jigsaw. He's been sitting there the whole time. You might need to go on IMDb and find some helpful commenter to tell you that in my and- case. Part of the twist is that that um, they he had hired that one dude to take pictures of that other dude. Right, right. So like everybody was already super intertwined, and like it was like uh, these disparate characters were actually all super related, making yeah. it be like a really tiny movie, which was cool mm-hmm. and unexpected the first time you see it. Like, oh, what? And then dude stands up, and you're like, oh what? my god. Yeah. It's all these things. So it, like, had multiple reveals, which was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, again, I think that's why, you know, when Saw comes out, like, we'd had, I guess, like, big twist endings in movies. Um, I think, I remember when Saw came out, everybody saying, like, oh, it's kind of like a seven ripoff. It's, stylistically, that's probably the movie that I could think I of guess, at the time that's yeah. that it's closest to. But it's not. I think Saw is original, and I think... It's twists. I wouldn't are... say it's a ripoff. Yeah, I would by no means. I just think like, oh yeah, if you had to say like stylistically, what is it closest to? But yeah. I think Saw's twists are fresh. I would. The only way you see that coming is if you knew about the other movies, or if you were like my husband who only watched this movie for the first time last year and saw you know Tobin. As soon as he saw Tobin Bell laying in the middle of the floor. He did the same thing I did when we watched Malice, where as soon as I saw Tobin Bell's name in the credits, I'm like, oh, Tobin Bell's a killer, right? Yeah. So as soon as he saw that, he knew, like, oh, right, it's got that guy. But if you didn't go in with any of that, I would... You, would, you wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. and I, 
I mean, I believe anybody that says I predict, I knew the end of the sixth sense. I knew the end of this. I would really, really want to um, want you to prove your case. If you said, if you saw Saw in 2004 and said, oh yeah, I knew that guy was alive the whole time. No, you didn't. You didn't. That's a fucking great twist. Yeah. Maybe you caught on that um, Zep was working for someone. Because I think that's in there. I think Zep is so intense that it does feel like, okay, no, no, no. Like, he's not planning this. Like, yeah, there's there's somebody else pulling the strings. Yeah. Um, and also, Michael Emerson. We haven't talked about Michael Emerson. <laughs> I love Michael Emerson. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, when you don't watch this for a while, you forget how many faces are actually oh, yeah. in it. And um, and both on a like, how did they get this person in this movie? And uh, oh, that person went on to stuff. Yeah, and I mean yeah, Michael Emerson was a before he was fan, not famous, famous, but this was before Lost. Like, yep. this was like, oh, this guy. I and I remembered when Lost came on and he showed up. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Oh, I hope there's more to that guy because I liked him in Saw. And then of course yep. he ends up being he was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's cool that two people from Lost are in the oh, first one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's random. So we get that. Um, we got the thing I forgive about Lee Winnell in this movie is he's, he's really cute. Oh, I think he is. I think he's adorable. Yeah, and he's I, really cute. I like his writing. I really do. Oh. I I always say I feel like Lee Winnell's scripts were written by somebody who's watched the same movies I have and said, "Why don't they turn on the light? Why don't they move? Why don't they do this?" And granted, his movies aren't perfect, um, but I really appreciate a lot of what he puts into them. And hey, Insidious 3, he was the one that directed that, and that was our favorite one. Insidious 3 is the best one. It is, and he wrote and directed that. So just um, saying. I just, there's, I, I struggle with his dialogue sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, That's like, all. and he's not a great actor, but I feel like I can justify him in this part because I'm guessing when they were making this movie, they're like, look, we know what we're going for, and we know we need to do it quickly. Maybe it's quicker if I just do this. Like, I don't feel like it was a vanity thing. I feel like it was just, it's going to be easier if I'm just doing this part. Because we know, mm-hmm. I know exactly what we want to get out of it. Uh, but yeah, he comes off really whiny as an American. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then you get, what's her name? Monica something. What's the wife's name? Oh, I can't remember. She was super familiar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, Monica Potter. Potter, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like at one point, like they had like interesting people, and again, like all the movies, some people come back eventually. Eventually, we'll get um, what's her name, Betsy Russell, Betsy something, who everybody knew from the eighties, Betsy Russell. Yeah, she'll be a big part in four, and mm-hmm. and we haven't even touched on Costas Mandalore. Yeah, a big a big tease on on the oh, Costas. Boy. I um, forgot that that happened because I expected never. Forget. I forgot that three was three um it's weird because i i i remember a lot of the stuff i just don't know where it shows up and in relation to what else yeah so i remember three once it got going but when he showed up or when he shows up i thought the three was going to be a different movie yeah i'd forgotten that he's only in there as a tease in part three yeah yeah, um, then I remembered it'll come later. Oh, Don't yeah. worry. I sh- I'll hold off because I have so much to say about him. Oh, uh, so much. Yep. 
and how he doesn't look like a human, but how he looks like a guess who character. Yeah, oh, there you it's go. Exciting. It's very exciting. Um, one other thing that I did want to mention, because I just, I do think it's an interesting thing about hearing them talk about it, is the Saw movies are like kind of infamously non-sexy. Mm-hmm. Like there's relationships, but there's really no sex. There's very little nudity. Uh, and the, I remember it being like talked about in Saw 3 of like, oh, there's finally nudity in the movie. But what's interesting is, and I totally agree with um, the director's explanation of it, is that you have a woman hanging in a, you know, frozen walk-in freezer being frozen to death uh, in, as you pointed out, fairly illogical ways. But that the reason she is naked is because it ends up being non-sexual when she's naked Versus if when they at first were trying to do it with her clothes, they found like there's no way to start a scene with a woman hanging and throw water at her and not not turn it into being something titillating. Whereas if you just start it that way, then it's just she's more vulnerable and it's less sexual. It's more just, oh, yeah, yeah, killing her. I didn't think it was it was um, sexual. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it works in that way. And I just thought that was an interesting bit of like looking at a film being like, oh yeah, that decision makes sense if that's what you were going for. So Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so these are the first three Saw movies, which I think do form like their own trilogy fairly well. Like you're left hanging on a lot of things at the end of three. But there's also like stories complete although nothing's complete. What am I saying? Like every character comes back in one form or another. <laughs> it's it's a real dense franchise it is it is are you going to be able to watch four more of these yes okay are you going to go see the new one in the theater i will try to okay it's okay if you don't what we can do is we can tentatively just say well do you want to say we'll do the next four together or do you want to break it up um what do you think it is do up you to think you. we can i do could four? do all four or i could do two and two I just worry if it might get confusing. That is fair. That is fair. So we'll do four and five together, and then we'll do six okay. and seven. Okay. So, folks, you are going to have two more Saw-centric episodes to hear. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just worry that it's going to – because the one, the first one is so, like, memorable because it's the first, and it's – I mean, there's a lot of imagery oh, yeah. from it that's that's been parodied Yeah. So I worry that once we get into the ones that I'm not, I haven't yeah. seen as many times, or that maybe have Costas Mandalore in them a lot. Mandalore, I'm start Mandalore to Costas Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to watch the next ones, though. I, I had to tell too. Zach to stop, because he was like, oh, are we watching the fourth one tonight? And I was like, no, I'm going to start to forget. I don't know when we're recording yet. I think I might have watched all three in one day. I watched all three in a row, like yeah. each one each I don't normally do that, but it was when I was, again, home alone, and I was like, it was a Saturday afternoon, and I was getting a bunch of stuff done on my computer. I'm like, oh, Saw 1's over. You might like Saw 2. Great. Okay, because they're all on Amazon Prime, so they flow mm-hmm. right into each other. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, let's do a quick rating of them. Okay. So okay. Saw 1, quality of film, quality of life. I'm going to go quality of film. I'm going to say it is a... Is a Six five point seven five six six was where I was at. Yeah, because it's I mean it's it's a little better than average because it does some things that are pretty impressive for what it's doing, but it has yep. a lot of problems. Yep. 
quality of life. I mean, without Saw, we wouldn't have the Saw franchise. Or it, the Conjurings. It, it changed a lot. For It has to be like a, like a 7.5, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you... Not to say you wouldn't have, because obviously France was giving us inside and high tension yep. and these movies regardless, but you you would have, maybe you would have had something else. I don't know. This very much defined and influenced a certain generation of horror, yep. which I think then there was a response to with your paranormal activities, which was kind mm-hmm. of a reaction to that of no let's go back to it be to tell or show don't tell or tell don't mm-hmm. show i guess so i think you know you can't discount this movie's place in no. the world of cinema so for nope. that i'll give it quality of life i'm gonna give it an eight that's good i okay. mean yeah i think we're exactly on the same yeah. page i think i think now we're gonna start to now it's gonna be different wild we'll too. um <laughs> quality of film um, seven point five, seven, uh, seven. Let's yeah, go seven. Yeah, I was gonna go seven because it is. It's a yeah. better movie. Um, yeah. quality of life. Okay, seven point five. Uh, I'm gonna go seven. I'm also gonna go seven five because a. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's. I think the mo- of all of the movies, I think this one might be the most fun. Yep. Because it is. It's it's funny. It's weird. It moves really well. It has a it lot does. of characters, so it has a lot happening. It's it's so pacey, yeah. especially when you pair it as close as I did with three, oh, and with yeah. you, what yep. you did with three. I think it hurts three because this is so pacey, and three is such a fucking drag. Yeah. Um, and again, if Saw two didn't do, which I think actually Saw three might have been the biggest hit. Saw two really? was made a lot of money. Saw three might have made more, and then afterwards is when they start. They're still doing well until six, I think, because six did like half the business, which is ironic because I think six might be the best film. Mm. But if Saw 2 also doesn't do well and doesn't do what it does as far as expanding the story, then you don't have the rest of the Saws. So I'm going to say quality quality of life, seven, five. Saw three. Um, 6.5? As a film? Yeah. Yeah. if I gave Saw a six, I guess I would go, yeah, 6.25 I'll go. Because it's, in some ways, it's a better movie. It's 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 better made, for yeah. sure. But it's, it's I think that they, for me, what, what makes these movies enjoyable was completely thrown out the mm-hmm. window. And yeah. we followed one dude who we have no relationship with yep. around a building that we weren't really sure of the, the geography yep, of yep, yep. with people that we don't care or know about dying and it was just like where is my touch point oh he's lying in a bed rambling (laughs) because isn't it crazy but isn't at one point he in like a classroom i think like teaching us stuff like one of the traps is in like a classroom which makes isn't that the first one jay la rose's at the beginning oh maybe yeah that might be it it is okay okay I'm, i'm mixing things up yeah um, yeah, for me, quality of life, I'm going to go, oh wait, quality of, did you give a quality of life? I don't think I did. I, okay. think, I, think, I don't think I gave either. All right, yeah, I'm going to say quality of film. Did I give a quality of film? You said if 6.5. I, I'm saying 6.25. I was about to say 6.25. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that works. He's not consistent. Um, and quality of life. I'm going to go 5, 4.755. This is the uh, one that I'd probably rewatch the least. I was gonna say five point five. Yeah, I'm just because it's not. 
for me, it's not a below average. Right. I right. wasn't in pain watching it, but yeah. I definitely didn't enjoy it. I just it. find it really unpleasant, and it's not a movie I yeah. like sitting through. Whereas mm-hmm. one, two, four, six, I enjoy sitting through. I guess. And again, we'll see. That might change this go around. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that was... Saw 3 is the Final Destination 4 of this franchise. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I don't hate Final Destination 4. I know you don't, which yeah. is strange. I've it's just because I, I don't... It's my least favorite, but I still like it. Actually, no, I might like it more than 3, come to think of it. That's it. Saw 3 here. is the Final Destination 3 of the Saw franchise. Don't dare talk about Final Destination 3 that way. Again, this is my problem with Final Destination 3 has a Saw 3 problem of I just find everybody kind of miserable. And I know I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in many things, but in in Final Destination 3, she's really just like sad. And I find it boring to watch a sad girl with no personality go through this. And that's kind of what Saw 3 is in a way. Look, all her friends died. I know, and she's being a drag about it. And, I like, I get that. I'd be a drag about it, too. But you know what? Don't make a movie about me if all my friends die. That's what I'm saying. That's true. I will remember that. Please. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we go, Christine, what is your Netflix or Amazon or Hulu? What is your streaming recommendation? Mine is a classic Netflix recommend. Um, I'm really changing it up. Um and I'm going to suggest that you watch The Big Short if you haven't already. Oh, you know, I haven't. <laughs> it's I've... so good. You you really enjoyed it? It was, it was, okay, so I one of the last times I was out of town, Zach watched it, and he was like, I think you might like this movie. And I was like, ew, stop it. It looks awful. <laughs> and then, like, the subject matter looks awful. I don't care about the actors in it. Sure. Like, it's a who's who of, like, white dudes it in a movie. And like, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't really want yeah, I don't really want to watch it. And then, and then I don't know why it was like we were did that thing where we were spending twenty minutes looking for something. Yep. And he had made a comment about like just flipping through. Oh, I, I really think you would like this movie. So I was like, oh fuck it, just put it on. And um, I really enjoyed it. It was really really good. Interesting. Yeah, the reason- well acted, well written, yeah. interesting subject matter. It presents a really complex, boring idea in a very interesting, compelling way. I like that. I think you should watch it if, you, if you're if you're in the mood. Girl, it's on my queue. For whatever reason, it's yeah. not downloadable. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't that know why. Be, I so, think you could do that in shifts. I think you could break that one up. Okay, good. Then I'll do that. I'll do it as a like morning before work, morning before work, morning yeah. before work, possibly one it's more morning like before work. Rising and falling action. Like there's, it's okay, a, it's a cool. tight story, but. Like, I don't think you would miss, lose anything if you were like, oh, I have to stop this now to go okay, to the good. gym or whatever. Like, uh, I think you, you know could do it me, that I way. I gotta go lift. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Steve Carell, like... I'll get back to you later. I'm working on my quads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's mine. What's yours? Okay, mine. So, again, I recommend everybody watch Tag. I just, for, for, for a specific reason, because I wanted to, A, give a very October-y recommend, and B... I watched a movie that you'd recommended a long time ago, and I put it on my queue, but I didn't watch it for a while because you had specifically said, and you were so right about this, this is a one-sitting movie. And this was, Mm -hmm. I think, 2015, maybe, Under the Shadow? (gasps) 
I loved it so much. Did so you like it? I loved oh my it. gosh. Um, so <sighs> this is on Netflix, everybody. It is a movie. It is set in the late 80s in Tehran. And it is about a, mm-hmm. um, a, woman, a married woman who was attempting to be a doctor, but there was a lot of civil unrest. She did protests and now she can't be. She's not allowed to finish med school. Um, and she is living in a society where she also... Uh, she's very modern. Her husband's a doctor. He's pretty modern, but yet she's still living in a city where she can't walk outside without wearing a, you know, without fully wrapped and she can't drive a car and, or she can drive a car, but everybody kind of looks at her differently because she's a woman doing these things. And so she has all, clearly she is very unhappy and she has a daughter and there is bitterness there. Um, and when her husband goes away and her city is being bombed, maybe there is a ghost trying to get her or and her child. Or maybe a lot of this is something is manifesting because she's so unhappy. Um, it's so good. This movie was so yep. good. Isn't and it a lot like The Babadook? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Uh, and I mean, I love The Babadook. I think this mm-hmm. is... It, it is. It, it is a, a similar theme similar story um also very scary in a more restrained oh, way soup this movie scared the shit this out of me a scary movie and i'm saying that and i i, I don't want to mislead anybody and disappoint them because it's not I, I i almost don't want to call it a horror movie because it really like stuff happens but it kind of never goes past a certain point like it's it's yeah. very tame it's a classic example of like not seeing much and not showing much. And yet it is so satisfying and leaves you in a really interesting place. Mm-hmm. It opens up a lot of questions and it's also, you've never, I guarantee you have never seen a movie like this because you've never seen, um, I think this was made in, it's, it's like, it's one of those like co-productions of Cutter and Iran and like several countries and so on. You haven't seen this story told, and not in this way. And it's really good. And again, it's a good, like, it's October. If you're going to watch a movie with the lights off and you're going to sit there and not be on your phone for 100 minutes, this is a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it if you're doing other things, because you are absolutely right. It will take things away. And also be careful, because when you first watch it on Netflix, they want to give you the dubbed version. Don't do that. <gasps> really? Don't, do, Don't that. do that. At first, I'm like, okay, I'm, it's, it's like a Thursday night. I'm tired. I'm going to... I'm gonna, do it and within like 10 minutes i'm like no this is unfair to the movie i am like and it's very easy to do you just like turn your subtitle option on put it like go and i think it's farsi watch it that way please please for your own good it's it's really great and i'm glad that you like it It it's also it was a pretty movie too it is yeah and it's just it's different i mean that's a part of the world i've never been to um it's also set in the late 80s so it's a different time Really but, neat. Yeah, it's it's well art directed. Just you know the the apartment, the basement. Um, it does what it does with um, color. Like there's a fabric that is so effective in this movie, and mm-hmm. it makes sense when you watch it. But there is a moment with that fabric that really takes your breath away because of what they're doing so carefully and the the acting is great that lead actress is fantastic um really cannot recommend it highly enough thank you for yeah that i'm so glad you liked it yeah i'm so glad i finally Yay. watched it Yay. 
All right, folks. So that was um, the first of three of our three-parter on Saw. <laughs> I'm just still giggling. <laughs> I find it amusing that we're doing this. Um, we'll be back next time with, uh, again, Play Along at Home. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, we are next going to cover Saw 4 and 5. Uh, and Christine is going to have to handle it. I'll deal with it. You've been do you've you know I was worried that we were gonna the way you spoke about things on on Twitter. I was I'm like, very oh God, dire Christine on Twitter. Is yes. Suffering and she's not gonna want to watch no four more of these movies, maybe five. I made it through the entire franchise once, so there's yeah. something there's something there that kept me from quitting. Yeah, um, morbid curiosity might be there, but like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All right. And again, watch it today. Like, what if, if for those of you at home watching these, like, just watch them from today's point of view and look at them as sort of the way in 1998 you watched Friday the 13th Part 3. Like, that, you know, where you watched it and you said, oh, this has so many problems. This is stupid. This is weird. But, you know, I loved this thing about it. And that's why, yeah. I guess that's why they made a Part 4 and a Part 5 and so on. So I think there's something to looking at these movies with time and distance and trying to unwrap recent history. I find it kind of fascinating. I hope everybody <laughs> else does too. Hopefully, because this is like a nine-hour episode. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, with that, I'm going to go to bed. How about you? I'm going to go make dinner. We're in t- different time zones, Jeez, everybody. Crazy woman, you. That's right, Jeopardy is still airing over by you. Mm-hmm. All right, you have time to finish it. Go catch your final Jeopardy and... Uh, Happy, happy early October, everybody. Happy early October.
Your face. 